Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps at D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps at D here to talk craps. Scary hours in the building. It's your boys. It's Saturday. It's 11 11. Make a wish, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is Grapsity. I, of course, am Phil Lindsay, but I am in the wrong place. Let me switch that around. Oh, yeah, that's ah, not me. Um, okay, that's me. Oh, that's me. That's me. That is Righteous Reg on my left. And, of course, we have a guest in the building. Crest the Star is also with us. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Cresta is a cow. It's your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Saturday morning. And the First Lady of Grapsity is here in the building. Cresta joining us once again. How are you this morning? I'm good. Um, my muggle job, like I told you guys offline, has got me in a chokehold, but it's yeah. fine because I I look forward to Thursdays and Saturdays to watch wrestling. I try to catch up on all my wrestling on my two days off. So no days off. Uh, what's, what do the men call it? Sigma alpha mindset. You know, all we do is grind, no mental health. Ah, how are you what? guys? Hold on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you put a whole bunch of stuff on us really quick, and I don't, I don't subscribe to none of that, I think. No days yeah, off, nah. grind. I don't I, need I'm, mental health. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I can't say that I subscribe to that. Uh, yeah. But it's been a very interesting weekend, uh, straight out the gate. Um, our guy, Aubrey, is under fire again. Uh, because <laughs> Right after we recorded last week, uh, the clip of most deaf was everywhere. Um, our friend Yasin Bey uh, reluctantly, very reluctantly, yes. gave his thoughts on Drake because he, he was asked the no question. He he did not want to answer this question. He was very much like he knew what would happen if he answered this question. Um, but then he proceeded to tell us that Drake is pop. He's not hip hop. And, you know, I know our guys like Busby were just rubbing their hands together like Birdman because this was more of what they want to see out of the world. Um, but I was just like, man, 
No, Drake's not pop. Uh, now, I did proceed to laugh at the rest of the clip. Him saying that he's shopping music and he's switching here in Target. Yeah. And, you know, him going through, man, look at all the skews. Look at all the skews. Hilarious. Um, um, but I understand his point about commercialism. Uh, very much so. I understood um, his overall point. But I don't know if I would say Drake is pop. He's still hip hop. He yeah. makes he makes very commercial poppy music, but he's still hip hop. Yeah, I hate when the sometimes the legends they get into this mode of thinking kind of like this. I I don't know if this was specific to Drake. What most is saying here of he makes commercialized music. He does, but that's not really his fault. Maybe is what I'm trying to say. Drake is a rapper. I hate when. And the thing is, these days, you see so many artists get to a point, they make rap, they make three rap albums, and they're like, like, think of Lil Yachty, for example. Now he's like, I'm not a rapper. I'm an artist. I do this now. Like, you've never, ever heard Drake come out and say, I'm not a rapper. I'm this. 100% of the way that Drake has came through, he's been a rapping-ass hip-hop guy. Even if sometimes he does R&B, he does R&B. That's his, that's his shtick. But... That doesn't make him any less of a rapper. There's never a moment where they came out and were like, LL Cool J's not a rapper. He does pop music. They play his songs in Macy's. It's like, no, it's LL Cool J. He has a different style. Like, what's that's that's just what it is. You can't take that tag away from Drake. He is hip-hop all the way through, even if some of the stuff you don't really like. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna hit you with the dance hall music. He's gonna hit yeah. you with the accents and 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 everything else but he's still making hip-hop music and we know where he started like his first album is a very very hip-hop album the the mixtape that put him on is a very very hip-hop album i mean his first like major single uh best i ever had that is a hip-hop record it's a boom back back track yeah the drums on it are very boom bappy um no and we know all the music that he likes we know that he likes like little brother and we know that at one point he He likes most big like (laughs) Joe Budden fan. Exactly. Like you said, he's, he's a Yasin fan. And so um, this is also why I thought it was funny at one point um, when Joe put out his critique of the album and he was like, man, what happened to you putting out the music for us? I'm like, hey, man, I had to break it to you. But I think Joe realized at uh, one point that this relationship is one sided, that he loves yeah. you guys. You don't love him the same way. Not so No, he's not going to keep putting out music for you when right. you guys just keep shitting on him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wouldn't. I understand exactly what Drake does. Why would I cater to you guys when you guys are the first one to call me this? Say I'm not a rapper. Say nice. I'm pop. I'm this person. Like, why would I cater to you? And look at my. Fa- you. We know what Drake's fan base is. Like, I hate when people are like. I probably they could probably pull up a clip of me being like he needs to do this. But like honestly, Drake makes music for the people he makes it for. And why would he stop to make it for some dusty old heads? That's not. I'm not gonna change my whole perspective just because joe budden and fucking anybody method man or yasin bay are saying that i make this no i know my my market i know exactly what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna continue to do it and we kind of act like he does it that last ep he put out was like a straight hip-hop record what do you so i mean where's the line <laughs> i don't know man i have nothing constructive to add because i'm not a drake fan i'm sorry you knew yeah, I, I definitely God. laughed as well um, at a lot of other people that were like, Moses, right. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, but I feel like if Drake was from New York, y'all would love him. Totally. Like New Yorkers would That's absolutely That's how New Yorkers run. Yeah. I mean, if my two cents on it is I put Drake in the same category as I put The Weeknd in. You make your yeah. music for who you make your music for. Same with Doja, same with Nicki. You make your music who you make right. your music for. And why would you block your bag because X, Y, and Z don't like your music? Okay, and music is subjective. <laughs> I don't care if you like it. The youth them love it. And I'm rich. Sorry. <laughs> I don't you, use, you, listen, man. You love it exactly, and I mean, I as somebody that loves both of these artists, I am a Drake fan. I am a am a most fan. Most has made music that was very much a soundtrack for early parts of my life. Nice. So I'm not going for any any slander on any most out of this. Like I've seen people oh, no, that no, like who no. was who was who was most. I love speak. most. Like, <laughs> no, most is that guy. We're not name five that. most death tracks. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Okay, I'll name five most death tracks. F you mind your business. That's more. That's okay. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, nah, we're not doing any of that. But uh yeah, there was that. Then we had uh uh Lupe uh and his never ending beef with uh Kid Cuddy. That was also on my timeline yesterday. They still beefing? They're beefing hard. Well, one side is beefing really what, hard. One side is still very angry at the yeah. other. Um I feel like this so. was in twenty sixteen. Oh, it's forever. So, no, Lou, Lou is not letting this go. He just wants his conversation. And so at one point, you know, he was doing all the tweeting. He explained again what his beef with Cuddy is for people that don't remember. Um, and then Cuddy was like, hey, bro, sent you a DM. And then it was like, it's all love, man. I'm going to reach out to you. And so I thought it was over. I was like, hey, that man, it's great. Mm -hmm. it's, it, we're up now, man. It's finally over. Then my man Luke came back out with some more tweets. Like, nah, that ain't good enough. I like man, that. it's lying ass <laughs> nigga. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. like, take that apology back. I'm like, yo, what? They're, like, people are already writing that. I've seen news articles of like Lupe and Cuddy squashed the beef because we were we got to a point. I talked about it in about three or four of my group chats, and we were all like, Wow, this is crazy. They squashed the beef. And then 10 minutes later, Luke was like, Nah, nah we squash nah. it. I'm like, I still want to, it's still on site, is what he said. I'm like, yo, this is yeah uh um, real i feel for, for i feel for i feel for I, I, lupe. I think so i feel for lupe because he's in that position where um something happened that clearly really upset him yeah at, on a deep level and because other people weren't there to see it um they're just kind of like well get over it and i'm definitely acting i've definitely been in that place where i'm mad at something and other other people aren't as mad as me so they're just like why don't you just get over it? Nah, what? man, fuck all that. <laughs> the only issue is, is like, if you beat up Kid Cudi, like, how does that sound? You know what I mean? Okay, are we still fighting? Okay, I think it depends on how how deep it is. How mad are you? Are you gonna Lupe's fight? Really mad. I don't know <laughs> what Lupe it is. is he's really mad. like, he's really, he is really mad. He's not happy about something. You don't beat up Kid Cudi though. Like, it don't sound right. It just don't sound right. I mean, it talk shit get hit, but you gonna beat up Kid Cudi? Are you gonna beat up Lupe Fiasco? Like, and yeah. on the opposite too, it's like, are you fighting Lupe? Y'all are not fighting rappers. Why are y'all fighting? No. That's like when old boy tried to fight Frank Ocean. Why are you fighting Frank Ocean? Yeah, what are you, are you doing? Frank Ocean and Chris Brown got in a fight. It's like, why are y'all fighting? Like, the, yeah. Well, Chris Brown is... is a light skin with something to prove. I yeah. can say that because I'm light skin. I can. Yeah, I'm not a Chris Brown true. fan either, but he act like a light skin with something to prove. I like mean, you're rich. What are you doing? But <laughs> come on now. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Uh, but yeah, very funny time on the timeline of watching watching people react to Lupe tweet and then assuming it was over. And then it was just like he he popped back out with the Brian tweets of I'm not finished with you yet. 
I love that he ended on that note like, nah, we not. this is not good. Like, you owe me more. He said, I want the real apology, and then I'll be done with you. It's like, what yeah, is the real apology? Did he give him the corporate I, apology? <laughs> I think he just wants to have a conversation with him. I think at this point, he feels like he's ducked him for all this time. And I think a part of it is seeing like him being very like apologetic and everything with the Kanye thing yesterday. He was like, nah, all right, man. Mm-hmm. So you're going to accept this dude and, 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 and forgive this dude, but that's what it is. You still ain't gave me an apology? Nah, bro. <laughs> and like, and like, if we're talking about like history and we're men and we're all this shit, you're apologizing to me on Twitter. This doesn't, it's not the same. Like, I don't, that don't hit as hard as you calling me or me seeing you face to face and you saying this, like some words on the internet, this could be your that's publicist true. shooting out a t- look i get it um but yeah very entertaining few hours of twitter um and of course in tw- in in lupe fashion on twitter he deleted all his tweets afterwards because <laughs> as he at one point um tweeted i delete my tweets like i ate my sweets yeah um so all of those tweets are gone as someone who does the same thing you put out a tweet and you're like yeah fuck that nigga and then you go back to your twitter and you're like oh, delete you it well, you got to man this. Yeah, yeah that's why i shit post on twitter i delete my facebook posts like Psh, i don't care i'll be emotion y'all gonna get these emotions but then i come back the next day like go ahead and delete that <laughs> yeah sometimes um sometimes i i am a i'm i'm very much a tweet deleter man sometimes yeah. you gotta get that reaction out and then you know get rid of it yeah. Like it, it feels good on the initial, and then legit, like thirty seconds later, sometimes I'm like, I don't really, I don't like that. I don't want to deal with all these reactions. Yeah, I don't want to deal with the reactions. I don't. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't want your opinion, man. I just no. want to. I want to get my reaction out. Yeah, I don't I want, want your to opinion, my opinion to my reaction. Like, yeah, I'm good. but if we put out the tweet with the you can't respond to this, then people are gonna think we're crazy. Like, if I turn off comments, like, then they don't want your stop. comment. Yeah, exactly. And if I now respond I'm to your comment with my comment, now I'm witch hunting and I got a bigger following and I'm a bully. Yeah, ah. I just listen, man. I, I just I I just think some people that respond to big accounts that way need to understand that even people with big accounts just want to vent sometimes. That's and it. it's okay to just let people vent without mm-hmm. you then coming in and then lecturing us or whatever. I've I've had people do this to me more than once. I've had people come in and start DMing me off of something I tweeted to lecture me about something I vented about. And I'm just like, yo, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> Why are you in my DMs with this, bro? I, I don't want to hear this. Like you put yourself in a position to have that person say, so you want the attention on you. I'm, I'm from the Bronx, and all we do is cut ass. Cutting ass is a love language over here. So if you want to insert your opinion, I'm going to give you my opinion right back. And when I'm funnier than you, you're going to be like, oh, my God, Christy, you're a bully. I cannot believe you would do this. And I'm going to quote tweet it and be like, oh, my God, Christy, you're a bully. And now, now, I'm, now I'm getting DMs from Sean like, Christy, you can't do that. Yeah, you, you wildin'. You cut <laughs> too much ass over here. It, it, yeah. Um, but, you know, as always, if you want to send us your super chats, send yep. us your super chats if you also want to send us humper chats you can send us humper chats via humperchat.com slash fightful um i don't know if we have any humper a chats lot of yet. news this week man i thought i honestly thought we we're gonna start out this pod with tears from my co-host because his mans went down but you know uh you we know, haven't got man. the official word yet you know we're still in the early stages of what's going on here listen man I will get into that in a minute, but I just, uh, you know, I wanted to start with other things that I thought was actually funny, man. And I thought that the, <laughs> that one's not funny. I thought that the I thought that the most deaf clip was very, very funny. I was very entertained by it. Now nah, the most deaf is so funny because, like, legit, we were about to end the pod last week, and I saw that. Cl- I was looking for something, and I saw that clip, and I was like, "No, we gotta go," because this is an hour's worth of work. 
And I, I kind of <laughs> love when it, it's had time to die down. Everybody's got their little discourse in about it. So, you know, I kind of like when our podcast is on Saturday when we've missed a week's worth of stuff because some stuff could die down. Some stuff happens on Tuesday, and I'm like, man, I do not want to get to this on Saturday, and it's dead by Saturday. So yeah. lucky we have a Saturday pod sometimes. Boy, when I tell you, man, sometimes I be seeing stuff and people are like, man, can't wait to see the bros talk about that. I'm like, man, I sure hope they forget about that by Saturday. I'm man, saying I'm like, <laughs> the bros do not want to talk about that, I think, you know? I broke my camera. <laughs> yeah, what my what, I don't know how on? I broke my camera, but I you broke my break camera. <laughs> that, Bronx, that Bronx energy. <laughs> South Bronx. South, South Bronx. Um, She's just a maniacal laugh. I, we got a couple of uh, super chats before we move forward here. Uh, J Esquire 13 says, went down a YouTube rabbit hole and watched Blind Fury freestyles this morning. Y'all remember him on 106 and Park? Come Do on. I? Come on, I do man. A, a legend. Come a pop legend, bro. Who you think you're talking to here? Of course yes. we, know. we remember Blind Fury, man. Like, there was a time when, that time right there, there was like 106 and Park, a Freestyle Fridays, and then 8 Mile, and then MTV was doing freestyles. Like, everybody was doing freestyle. I wanted to be a battle rapper so bad. It was like the beginning stage of my battle of, of being a rapper. And I was like, I have to get in these rings. A terrible battle rapper. I never finished it. It just wasn't wasn't really my style. <laughs> but yeah, remembering those stage, Blind Fury being there. There's some uh, like Recognize, who's now a part of Mayday and yeah, Marv uh, One. Like there's all kind of people that were there, getting uh, down over there. There was uh, a guy who I think was Korean or Chinese who used to yeah, rap. Jen? That's Jin. Yeah, he was nasty. I, unfortunately, she had he had that terrible single with Def Jam that now people remember him of because of the Speak Chinese record. But man, if you were there, you were there. One hundred six in Park. He was Mister One hundred six in Park on Freestyle Fridays. That's wild because I was just watching. There's this thing on YouTube. It's like ten hours of DMX on BT or something. Part of that they show rough like a rough riders documentary or whatever and they talk about jen when they sign jen and the there's like a marketing like she's like it's all my fault she's all, i marketed jen's record with fortune cookies and i was like that's like he was doomed from the beginning like you guys gave him this racist marketing thing Damn. <laughs> what did you expect him to do and like from then on he didn't really make it but that's kind of how it is with rap battle rappers is it's hard for them to cross over like there was people who was who was the guy? A poster boy was another poster big, boy. Wow, he was another big 106 at Park guy, and he never crossed over, but he killed it on that show. And it's just like there's just circumstances and things that go into crossing over from being a killer battle rapper into you know having dope singles. I have to yeah. be right back. My camera says, "You know what? In the name of God, I rebuke you." I'm You're good. <laughs> I'll You're be good. right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But yeah. Uh. Bam. Um, yeah, but yeah, Jen, unfortunate marketing alone with a really good freestyle. Really good battle rapper. Fortune cookies, you guys. This is crazy. Terrible. They set him up to fail with that one. Who was the homie? We talked about battle rap on here. What was his name? Swan? You talking about homie with the, 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 the gray sweater that was on yeah, MTV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the nappy hair. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, what a time. Different times, man. I mean, I guess battle rap is taking a different form, a different stage at this point. Like we talked to 
DNA on the pod I thought about recently. I was like, damn, we talked to DNA. That's really dope. It's like yeah. the place that it's gone from there to where it is now is wild. Yeah, to segue battle rap and rap, um, if you are going to be in Tampa for Royal Rumble, yep. you should check out Battle Rumble, which will have a bunch of battle rappers. Um, homie Mega Ran is a big part of the production of the show. He will be in the building. Uh, a bunch of rappers you know. Tachala will be there. So it will be a good place where rap and um, wrestling kind of collides, and it's all happening during Royal Rumble weekend. I believe it's Saturday night. Sorry, Friday night. Friday night. Uh, because Rumble is Saturday, so it's Friday night. Yes, very, very, very upset that I will be in California and not at this Battle Rumble because it's catered to me. It seems like it seems like exactly something like some bars off? yet. But uh, yeah, not for me. <laughs> I'm gonna be at home like a loser. You trying to? You was trying to hop in that cipher and get some bars off? Come on, you know what time it is. Me and uh, Mega Ran and Top Dollar and DNA and yeah, come on, it's hot. Uh, Aaron Busby says Lupe hate Kid Cudi is on the same level as Cornette's hate for Vince Russo. Never ending, bro. It's, it's uh, never ending, man. It's what do you? What's the resolution? Lupe boxes him, and then that's no, it. No, they, they're, they're eventually going to have a conversation. I would hope because it seems like Lupe is that's it's accept, like he accepted that apology, which means like he can accept something a little bit deeper. I, I, I think that he assumed that, that that apology was leading to an actual conversation. Oh, and gotcha. It didn't go anywhere because he, he then was like, wait a minute. I didn't get no DM for you. You said you sent to me a DM. I didn't see no DM. Kid Cudi was like, we're cool. We're out of here. I washed my hands of this. And Lupe's like, no, it's a little bit more than just your little one apology. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the, the, the specifics. So. Yeah. Uh, Arduit says, happy Grabs today, fam. Thanks for the content as always. Shout out to wrestling. It's a, it's so on fire right now. A new golden time for performers and fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lot, golden era again. Going on. Lot, lot going on. It's like we've – the best and healthiest way for wrestling to exist is if everybody's cooking – and it seems like that's at the time, but we're really going to have to get into the Japanese scene because I don't know if it's the same for them over there. <laughs> yeah. Worrying. It's worrying. That's a, very, a great way to describe very it. Very worrying. Um, I think, hold on. Crest is see, back. See if we got Crest back. Bro, my computer say I need to restart, baby girl, because I don't know what you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can see you, so. Yeah, we can okay. say you're good. I'm good. I'm good to go. Let's go. What we talk about now? All right. So, we're, we're, we're still going through some super chats. We're on some super chats. Uh, Chris Chris says, how much loss is it to lose Will Ospreay and Okada for New Japan? Oof. It's uh, definitely. Oof. I've got two cents and almost a dollar on this. Because if you think about it, when AEW started, you lost the Bucks. Yep. You lost Cody. You lost pretty much all the Bullet Club. Kenny. And now you're losing Okada and Osprey. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure you've got a new generation and you've got um old boy as head booker now. So I, I don't think New Japan is in trouble, but it's definitely a ugh. um well I I guess we can get fully into it because yeah. I, I, I I do think that like uh four years ago when AEW started, um, there were a lot of people that worried that 
creating another alternative in the U.S. with a bunch of people from New Japan um, was going to be a problem for New Japan because mm-hmm. you're kind of taking taking some of the business and same some some of the same with Ring of Honor. There was worries for what that meant for Ring of Honor and New yep. Japan, and now four years in. Um, we're kind of seeing the reality of it that um, now when you have an alternative in the U.S. Um, and you have somebody else that can offer a big contract, that can offer certain things, um, yeah, it's 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 difficult. And I think the other thing that people are not recognizing with this is um, a lot of these guys from New Japan, um, whether it be guys like Prince Devitt, um, AJ Styles, um, Shinsuke, Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys eventually make the jump because that that style of wrestling is hard on your body. <laughs> yes, it is very hard <laughs> on your body. So at some point, you know, people want to want to cash out at towards yeah. the end of their career, and mm-hmm. then maybe still wrestling have a career, but they just don't want to have that same kind of uh, wear and tear on their body. It happens with a lot of the big names over, and I think that's part right. of the reason that Osprey made the jump. Um, yep. So it isn't that surprising that Okada eventually wanted to make the jump okada's what 35 Mm um yeah no um, you bring up a really good point there because getting your ass beat by ishii for 45 minutes on a random wednesday or wrestling the miz for six minutes on raw (laughs) and surfing with your homeboy shinsuke nakamura like yo i mean yo i'm and then that's what i was kind of saying uh a few days ago when i was reacting to the news live okada if if his goal is to go and be at WrestleMania and go and have a chill rest of his career, he's earned that. He's had what yeah. I consider the greatest professional wrestling match of yeah. all time. If people say, what's pro wrestling? I'm going to show him Kenny and Okada. Like, he's done it. He has earned the right to go and have a, a relaxed yeah. schedule. And, yeah, like you're saying, doing the G1, wrestling this high-impact style – on a yearly basis, it wears down on your body, and some people want to relax. Yeah, this guy has, you know, he's won four, he's won four G one climaxes, um, uh, while well, getting his ass beat in all four of those. Yeah, thank you, Caden. By the way, Okada is thirty six years old. Um, and to put this all in t- context, of course, um, we got the shocker news on Thursday night um, that Okada will be leaving. New Japan at the end of this month what? on January 31st. His contract expires. He's still got some dates that he's going to fulfill in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he worked a show this morning, our time, last night, Japan's time. Um, and it looked really wild to see like him treating it like this is going to be his last time in that arena and saying <sighs> thank you to those fans, being very teary-eyed. It's just like I just cannot wrap my head around the idea of Okada not wrestling in Japan. That just sounds insane. When you think about how many people have made it their goal to go to Japan and wrestle Okada? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like the Mount Everest for a lot of people. We just saw Brian Danielson do it, um, and so um, just to imagine that this guy that has been like the standard bearer for New Japan for all this time, for about twelve years at this point, is not yeah. going to be there. It just, I just cannot fathom that. It just doesn't make sense, any sense to me. Um, but then you also pair that with like the rumors that we heard about other contracts that are up. Uh, we heard the El Fantasmo's contract is up. The, the Tomatonga stuff that just popped up um, right yep. after Wrestle Kingdom, his contract's up. Um, Bunch of the Bullet Club guys. Yeah, so Jay White yep. just left. Will Ospreay just left. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of big names kind of leaving at the same time. And then you couple that also with the president stuff that we heard right after there was news that Okada could leave that 
he wasn't a fan of the former president. And so we got the announcement right before Wrestle Kingdom that Tanahashi was stepping in at president. And I think some people thought, all right, that's it. He'll be he'll be back. Um, this will this will satisfy him. And so getting this news so abruptly and him ending his run so abruptly kind of tells me that there's still kind of an issue with yeah. that kind of an issue with just like the changing of the guard in terms there's of something president. else. There's there's or something the else time. there. Like it's, it's too little too late, you know? Yeah. Um. I, I, I do think that it's uh it's a mix of more than one thing. And mm-hmm. I I do I I think it would be very naive of me to sit here and act like the presidential change had nothing to do with any of this because right. of the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that it's just other things. Like I said, I think the timing with his with him being thirty six and possibly wanting to work uh less um taxing style, um, I think that it could be just a bunch of things happening at once. This is when I got the news. I got the news right before we went on the ROH post show, and I'm I'm still still can't believe it. It's like this guy is the star of this company. They built him from the ground up to be their top guy. He main evented their head show numerous times. He was the leader, like Phil said. People were their goal was not only to wrestle in Japan, but to wrestle Okada specifically. And all the top guys in every other Japanese promotion, they're all like, I want to wrestle Okada. Okada's the guy. Like everybody, the whole Japanese culture of wrestling is centered around this guy. And for him to just, all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's leaving on the 31st, he's gone. And he's so synonymous with that company is wild. I mean, to contextualize this for some people, this would be like Roman tomorrow just going, hey, leaving WWE. Like, wait, Legit. what? Legit. <laughs> like, if tomorrow Roman was like, I'm out, they're like, oh, Roman's going to be done. It, like, this is ha- like, there's been times Bret Hart's left before, Hogan's left, before, like, all these people have left before, but they weren't the tippy top. This company is surrounding them. Yeah. And that's... this is like, New Japan is Okada and he's leaving. Yeah. Th- that's what I've been thinking. Like, when, when you see people talk about guys like Osprey, or like I said, Nakamura and some of these other guys that have left. These are guys that have like had a a big like uh, successful stint with New Japan. But this was the guy we're talking about—a guy that has main evented Wrestle Kingdom eight times, yeah. four-time G1 Climax winner, two-time New Japan Cup winner. Um, yeah, this multiple-time champion, longest reigning IWGP Heavyweight Champion, seven hundred and two days, one of the most dominant champions of our time. Like. Nah, man. It's, it's this is been a big o- deal. <laughs> it's been okay that Okada, I mean, that Nakamura, Osprey, Kenny, they've been okay that all those guys have left because we got Okada. Like yeah. anybody, can, anybody can go that they want because we got yeah. the big dog. It's we'll be fine. But it's not like that anymore. It's now like we have. It's not starting from scratch because they've been building the next generation i think the young lions they got some some talent there but like as far as the main event scene right now it's, it's a shambles tough. yeah it's yeah and, tough. and i think it makes it even weirder that he didn't because he wasn't champion and we're now looking at naito as champion in the sonata run um he didn't kind of anoint the next guy he didn't right beat he didn't he didn't mm-hmm. give the next guy the rub to move up and to step into his shoes because well, of course when okada came in and the rainmaker shock happened in 2012 he beat tanahashi mm-hmm. that was kind of like the passing of guard of course like they had their you know famous rivalry that went on from there but 
you could still feel like they were grooming Okada to be next up after Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like they've groomed anybody that's going to step into Okada's shoes yet. They have mm-hmm. groomed like a few guys that can, you know, be the face of the company moving forward. But it is weird that Okada's abruptly leaving and <laughs> nobody has gotten that rub to step into his shoes. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's very bizarre, and that's why I'm like I don't think it's it's just a matter of him deciding it's time for me to gracefully bow out and you know start wrestling other styles, move into like the U.S. market. It's got to be more to it than that. I, I I don't know what that is, but yeah. Um, I mean, so- I choose to be optimistic. I just want to believe yeah. that the wrestling market is booming. That now you have an option to go from New Japan to either AEW, hell, even TNA, if you want to. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think TNA can afford it. They got a dog love- in the fight. I don't know. I don't know. I would Listen, as somebody who covers TNA every... Reg, I would love that. I would love that. Okada every... Listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen you that. know how I've said and talked about TNA. But <laughs> I, at this point, I think they have a dog in the fight. I don't know. I, I don't do know too. what Okada wants to do at all. He might want to come and wrestle two times guys. a month at TNA, and that's it. I don't know. That would be cute, too, because you wrestle two times a month, and you could do whatever else you want. You could go hang out with shit. They surfing <laughs> together. I'm telling guys. you. Okada left New Japan to go on his big excursion, and he went to TNA. He was so Mm -hmm. upset with that TNA run Mm -hmm. that he didn't come back (laughs) for a long time, over a decade. And you think that he's gonna leave? He's gonna leave New Japan (laughs) and possibly get this big mag, this big bag on the U.S. market, and he's gonna go to TNA? No, he's not. I I hate to break it to you guys, but he's not. Yo, Phil, let me be delusional. Let me be Tony Storm right now, please. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think I think both of you guys kind of made some good points here. The landscape, what Phil was saying, the landscape is so different than four years ago. It used to be like WWE was the only big dog in town. And it's like, do you want to go to De- if you want to go to America, you can just go to WWE. Yeah. And a lot of guys are like, it's not my time or I want to be the biggest guy in Japan. So I'm going to just stay in New Japan. Now it's like you got AEW where some of these guys can continue doing exactly what they were doing in New Japan over in America. It's a different climate now. And then also WWE is in a different space too. So Okada's probably thinking New Japan and apparently there's some money issues. There's all these things on the back of it. He's thinking, yo, I could go over there. They're going to love me. They're going to, lay out the red carpet for me like i'm out like what yeah but i would think new japan was they should have been laying out everything that they you could have whatever you want we'll rename the company okada con (laughs) japan (laughs) wrestling like i don't know how you they let this happen the same way they let aj styles go back in the day you fumbled the bag you just yeah fumbled the bag you dropped maybe they thought maybe they thought it would never happen like there's no way he's gonna leave i mean I, i i do think he was the closest that most people would assume was a lifer over there yeah uh but as we've seen with most of these things maybe there's no such thing as a lifer in wrestling man because as soon as i saw adam copeland and AEW, there's everything it's a, like i that was a number one lifer in WWE money, for me if he could leave there's nothing nothing means anything yeah, at that point. I, and i do i do agree that the market has changed but with the market changing like yeah like four years ago i'd have been over the moon about okada coming to the u.s but now i'm just kind of like out of these two big companies and the success that WWE is having, um, and when you look at like all of the people that AEW signed, does either of these companies really need Okada? Are they going to use him properly? 
I mean, whether they use them properly, I guess, is along the same lines. But like in terms of like right now, WWE is hotter than it's been in a long time. Um, their revenue is up. Um, why do they need Okada right now? Like we, you've got like all of this stuff going into WWE in the WrestleMania season. You've got talk of the rock coming back you've got talk of brock coming back you've got cody you've got cm punk you've got all this stuff happening in your vein event scene do you really need okada over there at this moment i think you're bringing up a pretty good point here because both sides it's like and then if you go through AEW, like they got if everything body slotted in a spot like where does Okada land? You have to put Okada at the top mm-hmm. of, of top of any class that he goes into mm-hmm. because he's Okada. Yeah. Does, I mean, where does Okada fit into this? That sounds crazy as hell. If any, the the main thing I think is like the person that needs them the most is New Japan. <laughs> like if we that, land, it's like New Japan needs you more than anybody. It is that's the that's kind of where I land with this is I feel like he was a lot more beneficial to New Japan in this current climate. Um, like even with AEW, like it was with the signings they've made recently like jay white hasn't been there a whole year yet um right. osprey hasn't even started he just signed he a contract started. he uh-huh. hasn't even showed up yet and now we're already uh-huh. talking about bringing in okada like i have to assume osprey coming in you're gonna have plans for him in your main event scene heading into all in in a few months um yep. so where do you then slot okada um I'm back on my TNA bullshit. I already know what you said, <laughs> Phil, but he was on the show last Thursday. He kissed the logo. This is a different TNA, man. Scott Demore is a different guy. Hell, Trinity went there. You betting on yourself. You are transforming. I listen, listen, I'm back on don't, my don't, bullshit. Don't, don't make Phil. me do this. Don't, don't make me <laughs> do make, this, man. I, I love Trinity to this. death, but Trinity is I not, I, not Kazushka Okada, bro. Okada and TNA, TNA get a better deal. You can start paying people. And TNA be a viable third. I'm, listen, I I don't want to be that guy, but I'm that guy right now. I'm that guy. The issue is, is Okada's not like anything we've ever seen. Like no. you can't you can't compare he, this guy. He's already a certified top guy. He's already a guy that is in a conversation for best wrestler of all time. And like, I don't even think that there's a debate for him being in that conversation. Because like I said, he's the guy that everybody considered the Mount Everest. We saw Osprey for the longest consider him the guy to beat. We saw how long it took Omega to beat him. And in the process, that's what made Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. Um, Yep. AJ, again, AJ Styles going over there and beating him minted him with Japan. It minted him as mm-hmm. leader of, of, of Bullet Club. There's so many guys that, like I said, made such a big part of their career on wrestling or beating Okada. So it's not like, oh, well, you're just bringing in some hot free agent. You're bringing in somebody else's top God. guy. Yeah. I mean, is like he somebody top, else's top guy. top guy? Because New Japan, obviously, I, I agree with you in the sense of if I was New Japan, I'd be doing stunts, tricks, ducks, and dives trying to make sure you stay. And if I was WWE and AEW, I'd be doing stunts, tricks, ducks, and dives to get you to come. <laughs> yeah, He is the top guy because the issue with New Japan these last year or so is none of the champions look like anything because Okada's still there. It's God, like, oh, yeah, yeah you're yes. you're the champion, but you're not that guy. Like, you don't have his aura. You don't have his main event. You don't have anything compared to Okada. They're all – it's like – they're IWGP champion, but they're really fighting to get on the level of Okada, and nobody has gotten there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the same thing I said, like, earlier with AEW and how 
you're still building. And I mean, again, I, I totally recognize that in 2018, when All In happened, part of the vision of them having a company was a company that could bring a lot of like the U.S. indie guys together with New Japan guys. Right. Um, and so partially I understand some people being excited for this and feeling like, man, this has been the vision from the beginning. Uh -huh. Okada was on the card for All In. He wrestled with a guy that we do not speak of. Really, really good match, but we don't speak yeah. of that guy. Um, mm -hmm. But And he's been connected with the Elite for the longest. He, he's clearly good like it makes sense for him to go to w to aew because he has some yeah. connection and, but and, and so like when you really think about it like the idea of aew in 2014 or 2015 uh sorry 2024 2025 having uh okada uh jay white osprey right. possibly abushi at some point all in the same mm -hmm. roster that's new japan that's, that's massive. New Japan. That's massive. Japan, but baby. then at the, but then at the same time, what then is the appeal of doing Forbidden Door? Because like if you're doing partnership shows with that, like who on the other side of that feels like a big enough deal to have those big matches with? And if I'm New Japan, it's gonna probably start to look a type of way if you watch the other show and all your guys over there. I'm like, what 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 what's going on here? This is, this feels like are they using Forbidden Door like Natty Nightheart is using the dungeon to recruit people for a for wwe yeah i mean because natty is definitely using the dungeon to recruit people for wwe oh, that's absolutely my right. project that we can talk more, about more power to her um but i guess my point with saying all of this is that um man it's just weird going from a place where uh wwe was considered the talent hoarding place and now you have two really big juggernauts and it should be enough room for other for other places to exist but it's like man do i really need all of these wrestlers to go to two companies like can can we have a japanese scene tna tl <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I just i don't know man but um now phil it, that's a factor too that people haven't been i mean uh, brian alvarez kind of shut it down on one of his tweets when someone was like well what if he's just leaving new japan to go to all japan or to go to nowhere or to go to one of these other japanese promotions to become the top guy is that not a viable option you think um that'd be interesting i don't know if that's the case um i do think that would be wild if you know okada showed up at pro wrestling noah and he's like the new top guy over there that'd be mm -hmm. wild um, we've seen it before in japanese culture you know so uh it would be unheard of um i'd be interested to see um if that's the case um i kind of get the feeling though like i said earlier that part of this is that you know he's worked that style for so long and yeah. he might want to work a, a less taxing style and uh yeah. less ske lesser schedule um yeah that leads me to believe he's coming to, to the u.s of course we've got the reports that uh wwe is very interested which of course no brainer not surprised um, aw is interested i mean uh, hearing people are interested at this point isn't really news it's okada of course people are interested uh, better be interested <laughs> what you mean exactly. <laughs> exactly like what you talk about <laughs> so um i don't know man i i think out of that yeah it would be really cool to see something like okada at wrestlemania wrestling like gunther like kidding me that sounds amazing that match actually i didn't know i needed that until you said something uh there, there are so many options with wwe that sound good but i just still fall back on like uh where does he really fall on that roster does he really need to be there um i feel like aw is a better fit just off off top but even there it's just like 
with with what the main event scene is now and they just put the title on joe you got like you've got stories it looks like in place for the world championship where would you slide him within the next few months and then like i said you also got um <laughs> you also got a uh, uh osprey coming in i don't know man uh what if what if you're aew though and you're like i don't give a shit dude i got all the best wrestlers in the world uh, okada's on the market dude we're gonna put him in the fucking main event we're gonna figure it out you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah. i'm sure if you if you can get okada you just figure it out but i just mean like right now if you got people that were trending upwards like yeah like somebody like swerve what does this mean for swerve because swerve yeah. had a fantastic 2023 you put somebody like okada in the main event scene he has what to be, you got it like he has to be in the title matches he has to be up there that's what i'm saying you have you have other guys that have like organically kind of moved yeah. into that title scene then you've got somebody that comes in straight away that was already a top guy he's already an established star then what do you do what do you do with that and i, I don't know the answer to that but i of course think that aw makes the most sense and i also think like with all the ties he's got there whether it be with the elite mm -hmm. with the bucks um when you when you look at certain stuff like the e, the bucks are doing an evp storyline right now and this guy could potentially be leaving that could be the biggest free agent get for them storyline for them in. yeah um, storyline we brought that, in that works but i mm -hmm. just also like I said, I have my reservations for what this means on wrestling as a whole, but I don't want to continue to, you know, rant and rave about that. <laughs> I, don't think I saw someone wrong. say, yeah, no, go for it, Cressa. Uh, I don't think you're wrong because I think we're seeing that too in WWE with LA Knight, with Cody finishing the story yeah. with The Rock because it's like, yeah, we want The Rock. The Rock is such a draw. And if The Rock is free, absolutely we're going to book The Rock. But then right. what happens to Cody? Then what happens to LA Knight? What happens to all these people? You've seen it even with Becky. Everyone was cheering for Becky, and then you trying to force this Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey situation. Yeah. So, listen, I don't care how much you hate on TNA. I'm always going to root for TNA now. <laughs> I'm a TNA shill. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Because I think unless you unless you put Okada and on Ring of Honor, realistically, and get Ring of Honor a TV deal, any main event yeah. scene, he's going to mess up. Straight he, up. Straight up. He's not going to Ring of Honor. But um, no kind of Ring of Honor is crazy. So I saw someone also say on the, on the same, I saw a tweet of someone being like, well, if he goes to WWE, you don't think he goes to NXT first? Like, stop, stop it. Stop it. Like, I, stop. I, I had to... I turned my phone off. I, th I was Stop, like, Stop, bro. Oh, you the thought of Okada. Than TNA than NXT. Knock the, it off. The thought of Okada walking in, like, uh, with, like, the, the Steve Buscemi um, meme with, like, the skateboard and the hat, back, backwards hat. <laughs> like, kids. that sounds absolutely horrible. Please How don't do that. Okada, Okada on NXT on CW. Oh, my God. Please you cut it out, bro. Stop it. Okada versus Carmelo Hayes. This is <laughs> wild. This is wild. Uh, but yeah i think where i'm landing on this is i kind of wish he would have just signed back with new japan uh, yeah. with all yeah. this yeah. you guys are talking about it's going to be so difficult to slot him in where he deserves to be slotted in and you don't want to fuck up the legacy of okada by yeah. doing on either in either company by putting them in some bullshit like he's in a uh he's on the miz Miss TV and I don't like, want to see that. I don't want to see about the Grace the Waller effect either. I don't want that. Zero percent. Stop this. I've I've seen I've seen a few people in our chat say they sent Nakamura to NXT. One NXT was a different brand then. Different. That's just one. Way different. Totally different brand. And then two, 
as much as I love Nakamura, Nakamura is not Kazushka Okada. I think, again, you got to contextualize what Okada's value is, what he meant to New Japan for the past 12 years. This guy with the guy, again, main evented eight Wrestle Kingdoms, bro. Eight. eight. <laughs> like, again. In perspective, one... I think Hogan was in the first eight WrestleManias. All straight. Like, that's perspective. That's their Hogan, bro. Eight, eight times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy, again, seven over 700 days as champion, holds the record with that belt of title defenses with 12. No. No, no, no. Yeah, We're not talking about the same guy, bro. This is no, this is a legitimately one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You can't just throw him on NXT, man. <laughs> no way. I would hope not. That would that be, would be so the worst thing ever. Like disgusting. I, which I, I don't even I don't think that's a conversation. I think if you sign him, there's no way you don't bring him straight to the main roster. I, agree. I just you don't to. think you can. Uh, I mean, if you got CM Punk on NXT, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't. This is already <laughs> yeah, no, a ready-made no. guy. Yeah, no. Now, I do think that uh, the idea of him being the first Japanese WWE champion is cool, but I also don't know if I believe that they would handle that well. Um, nope. <laughs> I have no trust. I, I mean, but I think wherever he goes, I mean, he has a chance of doing that. He has a chance of also being the first Japanese AEW world champion as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, very exciting news in some ways. Very worrying news for New Japan. I don't know what this means. And of course, I'm saying this as somebody that loves New Japan. Um, and I just don't want to see this company. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see this company struggle moving forward. But boy, all of this news does not look good. All of the rumblings around it don't look good. The rumors and stuff does not sound good. Right. Like we got a few super chats uh, centering around this, so let's get into those. NYU's 99 says, I'm happy to see Creston Grapsity again. Shout out to Creston. Also, if WWE picks him up, do we get Okada versus Drew, or is it more likely Drew could meet Okada in AEW? Um, I don't know, but I have to tell you, I think since Drew came back, he's one of the most interesting wrestling wrestling characters there is. I mm-hmm. think all of his promos have been hitting. I think all of his character stuff feels natural. It makes sense. Um, we might have had Drew fucked up, man. This guy's <laughs> this guy's been doing incredible work since he came back. Um, and I like the idea of, of him against Okada wherever that lands. I don't know. Yeah, I think Drew is. I think Drew thinks exactly what you said. I think he knows that they got him fucked up. He's like, you guys had me. You guys think got me slotted in a position that I need to be way higher than. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you exactly why. Before he showed them by leaving the company and cooking, coming back. Now he's showing them in the own company what he could do. Like another yeah. talent. Like where do? You, how do you slot Okada above like Drew Lashley? Like these this guys that are, like, you know what I mean? Like on the come up. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like ready for those spots, and then Okada's just gonna come and swing it. See, I don't. I think it'll be way different in in WWE. They won't immediately slot him into where no. he needs to be at because they don't work like that. I agree with that because Okada needs to straight up come in and beat Roman. I'm going to keep it funky right. all the way. Yeah. He needs to come in Mania or Rumble and just straight up beat Roman. And that needs to be the holy crap. We got Okada and Okada on the yeah. first day ends Roman's historic run. I don't think that's going to happen. Do that. mm-hmm. He's going to get the same old blue skadoo. There's always another oops. So. <laughs> I mean, he's he, he been losing to the same Formioli <laughs> for the past how long now? There's going to be another ooze. Your guy's going to sign Jason for two, and then he's going to come out there. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Don't, don't do <laughs> so. this to me, man. Don't. Don't do this. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. 
Uh, Chris says, if, if Okada goes to AEW, should New Japan stop working with AEW? Tony keeps stealing their talent. Um, well, I mean, at this point, it's a partnership. I don't think it. I don't think it has anything to do with Tony per se that this is happening. I feel like, uh, yeah, it it does help that there's an al- another alternative in America for wrestlers to go to, and Okada has ties there. But I also feel like this stuff with Okada isn't just about AEW. I feel like this has more right. to do with mm-hmm. what's going on with him in Japan. He might just be ready to move. I don't know. It just keeps looking wild because it's it's so funny that like in Jay White's situation of like he let he lost this loser Lee's New Japan match and then he signed with AEW who has a partnership with New Japan and then they're making this big giant deal about Will Ospreay leaving and he's never gonna work with New Japan again essentially and he's going to AEW who has a partnership with New Japan and then it might be the same thing with Okada like he's leaving his company that he was the leader in to possibly go to work with AEW yeah. who has a partnership with New I, Japan. So it's I, still like, what? <laughs> I definitely laughed because I rewatched the Osprey match from Battle in the Valley um, yesterday. And right after Okada, like Rainmakers and pins him, I could just picture him like rolling over like, ah, get out of here. And he's like, yeah, well, <laughs> see you in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Osprey's like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen that clip as well of Osprey talking like right after Russell Kingdom, and he's talking about how much you know Okada means to him, and um, then he was also talking about him again after Battle in the Valley, and he was like, "Hey, man, I might see him somewhere in the future." And this was before that news came out. I'm like, "Does Osprey know something that we didn't know?" Like, mm. that's pretty on the nose, there, young feller. That's what I was also thinking about too. It was like the end of Okada's run. I'm like, wait, he had this epic match with Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom. Then he just put out a little quick five star with Osprey, and he's gonna his last match in New Japan is gonna be with Tanahashi. I'm like, I think he's probably known for a little bit what time it was. I don't know if they knew, but I think he probably knew because it seems like he was on like a let me get these. These matches that people have been talking about for a while, like specifically with Brian Danielson, let me get these done because I don't know when I'll be able to get them done again. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't Kaden hate said, it. Yeah. Caden says it's a time to get to take the book from Gato. He's made some decisions uh, in recent memory now where I'm just kind of like, all right, Gato, what you doing, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's up? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know if it's it's out, outright time to get the book away from him, but he's definitely made some decisions that are very, like, big head scratchers. Now, I mean, it looks if you if you look at it in, in totality, you're like, I mean, damn, if you start breaking it down, you're like, maybe, Gato, I don't know what the hell you're doing over there. You lost Okada? Like, that's what I would be like. How did you lose Okada? What the hell are you guys doing in here? I don't know if that's Gato's fault, though. Like, that's... I don't know. Mm. Uh, Eloquent says, I don't trust WWE's track record with Japanese wrestlers. I agree with that. Uh, (laughs) I I also do not. Without going in detail, I concur. (laughs) I still see the homeboy Tozawa dancing. I still, you know, it's like... The women Japanese wrestlers are being treated better. That's a good sign. But the men, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> are I mean, they? better. I know not the best, but better. It's giving Re- relatively. It's relatively. giving Kabuki yeah. warriors with extra steps. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, single blue note. The panda says Okada versus Braun Breaker. Book it, Sean. Y'all are nasty. That's nasty Girl, work. You guys, why are you doing this to us, man? Nobody wants that. 
Coy Stalling says, thoughts on Jack Perry when he comes back to AEW since he is a scapegoat with the Bucks and their gimmick. Should he join the Bucks? Imagine the heat. <laughs> to uh, to uh, Jack Perry, I thought I'm going to say Matthew Perry. That was his dad. Matthew uh, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> to Matthew? Not, that's not his dad. This is a that's totally not his different dad. His dad, dad is Luke oh. Perry. Mixing <laughs> <laughs> them white man up. Mixing them white man up. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Battle of the Valley was a interesting show. I mean, again, Battle of the Valley. Uh, Battle yeah. of the Valley uh, was an interesting show. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, opened with a, well, on a, you know, on the pre-show, we got some solid matches. We got uh, to see Stephanie Blackhair again. Um, she looked great. Uh, but we opened the show with the six-man uh, match, the the <laughs> the trios match. And um, I thought this was just going to be like a, you know, just a, you know, fun opening match. We got Shota being Shota. Um, we got a huge pop for um, Fatu in that crowd. They loved that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, cool to see Callie. that. Um, but yeah, uh, Shota won this match um, pretty handedly with a Death Rider. Um, and to something else that happened later in the show. Um, one with the Death Rider, walked around handing out wristbands, like doing the Shota thing, fist bumping people, happy to be there. And then all of a sudden, somebody hopped out of the... <laughs> hopped out of the crowd with a lucha mask on and started beating him down and it was so jarring because it looked like the cameraman didn't know what's happening and the security people looked like they were trying to stop him because they didn't even know what's happening at first mm-hmm. and then we get this is jack perry with his uh that 70s show beard and like Cracker. his black denim and <laughs> Uh, he then proceeded to tear up his New Japan contract. Sorry, not New Japan contract. Debut with New Japan. Tear up his AEW contract and put on a armband that said scapegoat. Um, so does that make the contract null and void? You could just rip it in half? I, I don't think that? that's how a contract works. It work like that? Okay. It's wrestling, so yeah. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I, I thought this was a good way to debut him. I thought that the execution of this was interesting. Um, I'm happy to see Jack back. Um, I'm glad that he's getting to go somewhere else and raise his profile because it seemed like um, it seemed like for a while with AEW they have interest in doing big things with him, um, but he wasn't quite hitting the mark with some fans. Some people weren't buying the heel stuff, and I think this is going to work. I think he's going to get massive heat off of this. I think uh, going to New Japan and showing people he can work is good. Um, did not care for the scapegoat thing. I thought that that was kind of corny, but um, <laughs> I, I thought uh, how I thought you the that scapegoat was... when the other guy literally got fired with cause publicly. I and you caused I, I, it. I, 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 I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Like, you scapegoat. You caused. You caused all this. What are you saying? I mean, just just on the outside looking, it is like to be the scapegoat. You'd have to be the fall guy. The other guy literally got fired. So. Hell. Yeah, 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 exactly. In order for you to be kind of a scapegoat, it would be kind of like you were being punished, but the other guy was rewarded. That other guy was fired. Um, Probably. And yeah. so I, I, yeah, I thought that the scapegoat thing was corny. I, I, I continue to think that anything that references punk in that kind of way, they shouldn't do. I think they should just move on. Um, and uh, we'll get into that with the Buck stuff as well. I thought the Buck stuff was actually good, though. Um, I mm-hmm. and I mean, again, I thought the execution of this was good. I thought tearing up the AEW contract stuff was fine, but it was just the scapegoat part that I was like, ah. But other than that, I think this is good. I think he's going to have good matches over there. What do you guys think? 
How do you feel about Jack Perry as a wrestler, Cresta? Does beyond what happened, what, forget about the CM Punk stuff. Were you going to care about Jack Perry ever? Is my first question. I will say. For full context, I'm a very optimistic wrestling fan. I think okay. everyone has a chance to reinvent themselves. And sometimes I will say Julia Hart is a great example. She was doing that cheerleader gimmick and nobody really gave two shits. And now look at her, spooky as hell, wanting her to lead her own faction. She's a great champion. Thanks. I think everyone has a chance to grow and change. I think Jack Perry could have been onto something with the heel gimmick. He could have been onto something with the dinosaur gimmick. Listen, I love a good gimmick. But yeah. I think everyone has a chance to change and grow. I'm hopeful for it. I like to see wrestlers wrestle, you know, unless mm. you're a piece of crap. I'm like, boo, this guy stinks. So <laughs> I I will give him credit. I think the Jungle Boy thing kind of is an albatross because it puts you in a box. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a way to pivot, especially with the way that he was presented, not like with Stone Cold, the rattlesnake, he wasn't literally walking around with a snake. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> he was just being a piece of crap like a snake because Randy Orton got the snake gimmick, but he's not walking around with a snake either. Mm -hmm. So I think there's hope for him. I'm I'm never going to say that it's done, that he's over or like whatever it is, unless he does something really out of pocket, really weird. And even then, even then, this is professional wrestling. There are people who don't deserve to have a career, who enjoy long careers, long careers. I don't think it's yeah. over for him. I, I, I think that it could work. He could beat up Ishii, go slap his titty meat off, what little titty meat he had. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, uh, this is probably a good a good way for him to be reintroduced back into the company, I think. There's a – I think if they would have immediately slotted him back into AEW, there's a stigma around him. The fans are going to feel a type of way, and it would have been some type of way to build him back up. Getting him into New Japan, getting him into this new serious type of thing, I think is the way to go. I think he should lean in more on being a bratty little yes. uh, bratty fucking, you know, child uh -huh. star of whatever. You know what I mean? Like lean more into being Jack Perry, the little jerk, instead of trying to be this badass. Because I don't really I, buy this badass I, thing. That's what, I, that's what I think. I think that he was on to something when he was doing the chicken shit heel stuff before he yeah. left and he was running away. I liked all of that stuff. I think that there's good stuff to do here. And again, I think, I think that there is a, a bunch of potential here. Um, mm -hmm. it's, like I said, it was just a scapegoat thing. I was just like, why are we doing that? Yeah. You know, like, what is this for? Um, and I, and I, I get the purpose of it is exactly what it is. You're going to get, uh, fans to debate. Oh, well, was he a scapegoat or, Oh, you guys are just triggered because you're punk fans, blah, blah, blah. It's heat. It's heat. And it's like, yeah, but, those New Japan fans don't care about that. And I think that's yeah. my no. problem with it. It's like, yeah. you go out there and you do that. Like, they don't care. They don't care about why Punk was fired. You're in front of a different audience. They don't care about that. So why are you still, why are you still doing that? Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's kind of like to pop the boys in the back. I'm like, okay, but not everyone's the boys in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, the pop, it's the pop fans, if you know, you know. But, like, I think, like, your average New Japan fan does not care about care. that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, that was my only gripe with it. But oh, other than that, I, I think it's exciting. I think it's a good thing for him. Um, New Japan has a bigger imprint in America that gives him room to do more shows. He's probably going to be on the card for uh, New Japan Strong uh, Windy City Riot. Um, mm -hmm. That's a good spot for him. And again, if this just means he, him going overseas and doing other things, um, exposing himself to another audience, I think that's great. Yeah. 
there's nothing wrong with doing an excursion. I think um, New Japan showed that, especially with their young lions. You go somewhere, learn a different style, expose yourself to a different crowd, so you learn how to get over no matter what. Some people can take that and go anywhere with it. Some people just take it and say, you know what? This crowd sucks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I thought I thought the that six, the the trios match was good. I thought uh, Finlay uh, TJP was an interesting match to throw on this card. Um, I was wondering how they were going to work this match because um, Finlay can be very divisive. Finlay can be very yeah. bland, very uninteresting for people, and then you also adding TJP who can also be very divisive for people. Um, and I thought they worked a a pretty decent match. It was a solid match. Um, uh, I thought the tag match with Gorillas of Destiny versus Bullet Club was also good. Um, but I think the show really picked up towards the middle. Like, I thought mm-hmm. Julia versus Trisha Dora was very good. Yeah. Um, I thought that was one of the better matches on this card. Um, what y'all think about uh, recent Julia talks? Are y'all still... Where do you think uh, Julia's gone, Cresta? you think she's going to NXT? Man... So on the one hand, I want her to come to AEW. But if yep. y'all follow me on Twitter, y'all know 920 is the only spot that women get shy on uh, AEW. <laughs> you want me to stop talking about it, stop doing it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I I want to have more faith. But at the same time, I don't want Julia to go to no stinking NXT. I, I don't can't. want to sound no right. Yeah. Like, do I think she'd have a good match with Tiffany Stratton? I think she'd stretch the hell out of Tiffany Stratton, but it'd be a good match. But at the same time, what's she going to do on the main roster? Lose to Becky Lynch? And I love Becky Lynch. But what's she going to do on the main roster? Hey, Becky Becky might be a free agent, too. I mean... Damage control, Cresta. What you mean? We, we right going to put all the control. Japanese girls together? This is Kabuki Warriors with extra steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what's Shout going out on to them, though. That was a great match. I don't know where she's going to end up, but you can definitely see that she's starting to ingratiate herself more with the American audience. Um, mm-hmm. You can see that with her entrance. You can see uh, with how much the crowd reacts for her. Um, I keep saying it, but man, Trisha Doris, like she's right there from this big win. Um, yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, um, mm-hmm. but she looked really good in this match. Um, technical wrestling looked great. Um, course think that she has one of the best named finishers in all of wrestling in Harriet Tubman. I mean Larry Duck. Tubman. Larry I didn't Tubman. know that was her finisher. <laughs> yeah, Tubman, finisher is the Larry yeah. Tubman. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most creative names for a finisher there is. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good match. Um, uh, we also got uh, the reunion of the Chosen Bros. Uh, Matt Riddle teamed up with Jeff Cobb versus TMDK. Um, again, very decisive. Divisive person on this card. Yep. Uh, the uh, uh, there were things to like about this match. Um, was not surprised at all by the finish of it. Um, things to like about this match is, of course, Zack Sabre Jr. being Zack Sabre Jr. Um, <laughs> countering out of um, moves and like countering out of that uh, tour of the islands into a crucifix because that's what Zack Sabre j- does. Um, but of course, we finished this up with uh, Riddle getting the pin over Bad Dude Tito. No real shock there. Seems like we're getting Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi. In the in the future, not sure when. Um, yeah, people being shocked about Matt Riddle. I'm like, there's some things that there's some controversies in American pro wrestling that Japanese wrestling are never going to care about, and yeah. there's nothing we could do about it. Um, 
Unfortunately. This tea is delicious. You guys like <laughs> um, um, Autistic weirdo. We don't have to compare black women. Queen Amanada is great, but Trisha Dora is also great. Let's not do yeah. that. Yeah. They're so different. I, I just I, I just had I saw that in the corner of my eye. Queen Adora's had uh, Queen Amanada's having a great few weeks with AEW, but let's not do that. Let's not compare yeah. black women. Um, they are mm-hmm. two different uh, girls and wrestle two different styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we got a video package um, shortly after this where we got the announcement that Ali will be coming to New Japan. Um, he challenged Hiromu Takahashi to be facing him in the city of Chicago at Windy City Banging. Riot. Um, mm-hmm. Again, one of those guys where I think we might people might have had Ali fucked up. I didn't. I've been saying for the longest no. this guy can be a top guy. And oh, the yeah. fact that that his his match and the other match on this card were the only things announced. Um and that show is already sold out. And you've mm-hmm. seen how many shows Ali has been announced for and they're selling out like crazy. Yeah. You might have to put some respect on this guy's name, man. Um this he's guy been good. Yeah. He, he's he's gonna end up signed somewhere and he, he should be treated like a big deal no matter where he goes next. Um, yeah, he needs to bag a big bag from somebody yeah. like he needs to immediately be some I'm, I mean, with how he's working and the schedule that he's putting on, I could see where he's leading towards going. So that's exciting. Yeah. I, don't I know. will also say that I've been a fan of him since I saw him way back in the day in two oh five live. Was it two oh five live? I think yeah. I'm bugging. No, I'm not. It was 205 Live. Even um, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Matthews in 205 Live was a banger. So I mm-hmm. know Ali can wrestle. I would mm-hmm. love to see him versus like a speedball versus a Josh Alexander. I would love to see him versus a Danielson. <laughs> yeah. But right. I want people to really, really get to know Ali because he's one of those. He's up there, in my opinion, with a speedball. Like your work ethic, totally. your in-ring, and you, mm-hmm. you've got the stuff and you see things a lot differently. People can see it one way. You're like, yo, but what if I did a 450 instead? You're like, <laughs> okay, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, we got, I feel like, uh, one of the better matches on this card as well. Eddie Kingston taking on Young Scrappy, Gabe Kid. Um, Gabe Kid. Very, very fun match. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of chops, a lot of heavy strikes. Um, at one point in this match, I was like, where are we going here? It almost felt like the match never really got going because it just felt like it was so many points where it just kept breaking down. Um, and so this match ended outside of the ring with them going at it. And um, before Eddie Kingston can get back in the ring uh, to break out, break up the count out, um, <laughs> uh, Gabe Kid yells, is that all you got, you fat bitch? And he flies back out of the ring. Seems <laughs> to beat him down. Count count out double disqualification, um, and then the, proceeds to be like a uh, pull apart brawl. Very fun pull apart brawl. Gabe Kid mm-hmm. talking his talk, and <laughs> Eddie Kingston wasn't having none of it. Um, the interaction between them throughout this match were also very good. At one point, um, Eddie Kingston was putting the boots to him, and he looked straight in his face and spit in his face. And Eddie Kingston was looking around like, who is this guy? And then proceeded. (laughs) 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 Really, really fun stuff. Um, Really enjoyed this. Um, Afterwards, Gabe Kidd picked up the Continental Classic uh, belt. And it seems like that's going to be the match moving forward. There will be a rematch. Looking forward to seeing these two guys wrestle again. Don't know where it will be, but it's going to be a blast to watch. Yeah, with that ending, you definitely think there's going to be another match here. This match was super fun. Eddie Kingston's been on a wild run. And I think 
just continuously putting him in matches like this is the perfect way to go. Gabe Kidd is climbing the list of my favorite wrestlers Love every single day. When he works, <laughs> when he talks, his attitude, man, this guy can really fucking go. And he brought the fight to Eddie Kingston. There's blood. There's scrapping. These guys are throwing blows. This is this is really good stuff right here. But honestly, if y'all haven't seen Gabe Kidd, this guy is next up. Yeah. I've seen just clips of him, and he is so good. And I'm also a huge fan of Eddie Kingston. So I think putting Eddie Kingston in a ring with someone like Gabe Kidd, who's going to match that same brawler style, where it just looks like, are you guys, are you guys wrestling? Or are you guys like, are you is fighting? This fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, and this definitely skirted the line between what is this? It it it, it felt like a real fight throughout. Um, especially afterwards, the pull apart brawl was very very good. Really hot pull apart brawl. The crowd was very much into it. Um. Yeah, Gabe Kidd is just, I like this guy a lot. He's, he's good. Every time I see him and I see the other war dogs around him, I'm like, why isn't he the leader, man? He why is, is the why leader. Why is Finlay leader? Why is <laughs> Gabe Kidd not the leader of this faction, man? He's so great. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, this was this was a very, very fun match. Um, uh, this preceded the penultimate match before the main event. Uh, John Moxley versus Shingo Takagi. Mm. Boy, oh boy, um, if you like your John Moxley style matches with your blood and That's your awesome. inventive ways to stab and poke people with things, um, this, this was for it. you. Um, if you wanted Shingo to hit somebody very, very hard, um, this also was for you. <laughs> um, this was this was a lot of fun, man. I feel like it's probably the best match of the night. Yeah, I think that uh, people kind of expected this to be... When they announced this match, it was like, yeah, they're going to fucking kill it. But knowing that they gave John Moxley the rights to, to go nuts and <laughs> they have tables and barbed wire and all this crazy shit, showing Shingo in this situation I think was a big deal too. These guys just beat the hell out of each other. They're doing wild spots, different things. Um, I think having a five-star match... They got a five star match. Knowing that Okada and oh, this did uh, get a five star match. Yeah, this is a five star match. There's two five star matches on the show. Um, knowing that Okada and Osprey were gonna follow this is a feat. Um, John Moxley, I love that. John Moxley is kind of the same, but totally different in New Japan. Like he has a different song, he has different gear, he has different like he he's a different person, but he's still John Moxley that you know and love. It's really a feat. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of really fun things in this match. Uh, Moxley snapping a kendo stick in half and proceeding to take the pieces of it and stabbing Shingo in his head, stabbing him repeatedly, and of course, making him bleed because it's Mox and Mox loves blood. Um, I love at one point that um, he was stabbing him with the pieces of the kendo stick and. Uh, Shingo started trying to pick them up and stab him back to get him off of him, and he wasn't even flinching. He was just like knocking the pieces of it out of his hand, like it was great. Um, he was choking him at one point with pieces of it mm -hmm. as well, and he was trying to stab him to get him off of him. And he then took the piece of it and started stabbing him inside of his mouth with it. Um, yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> really, really violent stuff. Um, there was a really, really great near fall in this thing where Mox, um, hit him with the curb stomp, and then proceeded to pick him up and hit him with the Death Rider. I thought that was the end of the match. Shingo kicked out at two. For awesome. why? 
really, mm. really, really, really great. Really great false finish. You had to be mm-hmm. watching it, Crest. A really, really good false finish. Um, of course, uh, Mox ended up winning this thing, and then and then he surprised the world by calling out Tetsuya Unido for the IWGP World Championship. He will be challenging him in the city of Chicago at Wembley ah. Riot as well in the main wow. event. Um, very excited to see what Mox does left next in it. It kind of. It kind of links to everything he was saying right after Wrestle Kingdom and at New Year Dash, where he was saying, "I'm not done with Japan. I'll be back. I'm bringing, I'm bringing Claudio with me. I'm bringing Brian back with me. Maybe I'll bring Marina Shafir with me. I'm, me and my guys are not done with Japan, and so mm-hmm. it absolutely makes sense for him to be the guy that feels like he's going to take that belt off of Naito and be the unit that stands tall over New Japan wrestling. It's definitely a void for him with the Okada talk." Boy, for everybody at this point. I think, yeah, announcing that match, Chicago, shout out to Chicago, already sold out. Naito and Moxley has been a match for a long time that people have been excited about. And I think this is honestly the perfect time with how Moxley is, his position in AEW and in New Japan. I think this is going to be great. This match is going to bang. Naito in America is always dope. In Chicago, sold out the biggest New Japan strong show yet. Like, all the elements are there. Yes. Um, uh, the word is they're going to open up some more seats at Wintrust because they mm. immediately sold out. So there'll probably be more seats for that show. It's pretty crazy, man. But that is. yeah, the the weekend following Wrestle King, uh, Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom, I'm New Japan in brain. The weekend <laughs> following um, uh, WrestleMania, Windy City Riot will take place in the city of Chicago. Um, Chicago this show close. Yeah, should be a really good show. Um, this show closed with Kazushka Okada taking on Osprey. They showed a really good video package of their history together um, and just laid out every single one of their matches, and it put their record so far <laughs> out of all of their matches. I believe it was 7-2 and two by the end. Uh, and this match was we good. Thought, it, we thought that the package was just for Osprey, but we now know it was for both of them. <laughs> yeah, a lot to take in now watching that match and now watching that video package. It does kind of feel like an end of an era um, with them and that company. Because um, they do have a very long history with um, uh, Osprey joining Chaos. Then, of course, mm-hmm. Osprey um, challenged him at the anniversary show, one of the first junior heavyweight champions to challenge for the IWGP title. Um, then, of course, him breaking off on his own and starting United Empire, um, his G1 Climax win, all of the things around that. And so it does feel very fitting that one of the last last matches Osprey's going to have with the company is with Okada. And mm-hmm. this match didn't disappoint. I thought it was a very good match. It didn't hit all of the levels that some of their other matches did. Um, but I feel like all the emotional notes were there. And these are two of the best wrestlers in the world, so they're not going to have a bad match. <laughs> Okada and that's been the funniest thing about this whole thing is Okada wrestling in America vastly different than Okada wrestling in Japan like the Okada and Brian Danielson match they had at Forbidden Door as compared to the Okada and Brian Danielson match at Wrestle Kingdom very different this is why I'm like maybe Okada is going to come and sign that old surfer contract with this boy Shinsuke Nakamura because he could just come and chill man in America it's like 
it feels like he's like, I'm representing for Japan. When I'm in Japan, I'm at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm the god. I do this. This is for New Japan. When I'm in America, it's like I'm on vacation. And I'm like, does he want to continuously, does he want to come over for five years of vacation and have that? Because like you said, this match didn't get into the highest gear that it should have. Yeah. I just don't know if any Okada match in America ever will. And that's that's the most interesting yeah. thing to I, me I, of what's happening here this week. I agree. He's just a different wrestler here. And I, I mean, even when you think of like the all in match um, and mm. how much I enjoy the all in match, it's just a different match than an Okada match in the dome or the uh, Okada right. match at Corrigan Hall. It's just not the same. Um, mm-hmm. And I am very interested to see like what he would look like as a regular um, weekly wrestler in the U.S. Um, I mean, we still don't know what Osprey looks like as a television wrestler. I we cannot don't. even fathom, like, what does Okada look like as a television wrestler? Because a big part of the appeal of Okada is him being, like, a main event guy, like, a, ma- a major match guy. Like, that's been his appeal for the past, like, decade of him being a big match guy. Um, like, so, you don't even get the real Okada until 20 minutes into the match. So it's like, how's <laughs> yeah, he so, so, going to work that into a 10-minute so TV match? <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I just don't know what that looks like. Um, uh, but, yeah, that was a good way to end the show. Strong show. Um, yeah, the Jack Perry thing ended up being one of the biggest talking points of the night. Was not expecting that. And I think that's great for Jack. I think it's great that he got to... Uh, be the topic of discussion for the rest of the weekend when a lot of wrestling news was happening. Hot guys. <laughs> Good for him, man. I mean, with the the stuff still kind of surrounding his name, he's not helping by doing the scapegoat shit, but the stuff kind of surrounding his name, he needs he needs a big win. He needs something. He needs to get he needs to kickstart this 2024 and trying to forget about the shit that happened in the past. Cause I thought you know, coming into AEW, Jack Perry was on all the posters. He was at all the press mm-hmm. conferences. He was he was front and center of this company. And I'm sure that they still want to continue that and try to make him one of their top guys. So this is a step in the right direction, I think. Yeah, I think that also, too, going out, changing, or at least getting a wider breadth of knowledge with your whole gimmick is going to be beneficial for him, too. I think New Japan yeah. is a great place for him to be a piece of crap. There have been so many American wrestlers who go over there and be a piece of crap. I definitely remember Kenny Omega saying, I'm only here to make money. I don't care about this place. So get your money, honey. Right. Jack Perry as the leader of the Bullet Club? <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. I that'd be kind of funny. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. That'd Are we making funny. money, Phil? Are we making money? Phil is not in. He's not I with feel, our shenanigans today at all, Reg. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like most like. Why are you doing this to me? Like, like <laughs> I, I don't know about him, leader of Bullets Club, but I do think he would be more interesting than Finlay. But that doesn't say a lot. I mean, I mean, anybody he could, he could hit him with the uh, the way they kicked out AJ Styles with the old <laughs> Bullet Club is for everyone except you, AJ. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> well, Finlay just Finlay. not doing it for me. He is He's just not. not doing it. It, I, uh, that when the boy, rest that, of the gang is so hard, it's like, why is whose little brother is that? Why is there somebody's <laughs> little brother the same thing that, with Jack Perry? Like, who's little? Why are you? I why mean, you yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's kind of the appeal, though. The connections are there, of course. Like um, Jack is a Cali guy; he is a yep. friend friend of the Bucks, and you know, mm-hmm. of course, the Bucks have their ties to Bullet Club. Yep. Um, so the the ties are there, the story's there. Um, I don't know if it's something I really want to see, though. You don't like anything, Phil. 
Gato, don't do this to us. You Gato, already... are you watching Grapsity right now? No, no, Gato, Gato. If Gato, She's if you're watching this, I just, I, I, I just want you to answer. Why did you put Ren Narita in House of Torture? Why'd you do that to me, man? Like, I like Ren Narita a lot as a wrestler. Why'd you do that to him, man? Like... So you do want to take the book from him. <laughs> The truth will always this, come to light. The truth out, man. Leave us alone. Leave us alone, Gator. <laughs> shit is crazy. Uh, single Blue Note, the panda says, Okada versus Miz TV. Book it, Paul. Why are y'all? No thanks. Uh, Speed Punk is being even worse. He says, imagine if Okada went to NWO. Whoa! Where? <laughs> Okada in NWA is crazy. Nah, oh, man. Ten pounds of gold, bro. No, Okada man. raising it over his head. So this wild, is nuts. Bro. They're trying to put Okada on Fox News. It's like, yo, just stop. 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 Get it out, man. Stop it, man. Don't do Okada like that. He's Who trying to come and have a good time. Over there? EC3? Stop it. EC3 is like, yeah, girl, what you mean? <laughs> hey, Crystal, why you being a hater? Shut For up. Real? Let me get my shit off. <laughs> and then uh, Aaron Busby says, Lupe and Cuddy officially squashed their beef. Cuddy posted a long ass tweet saying they're cool now. Okay, we're hey, making man. some steps. We'll see maybe, what happens by the end maybe, of this pod. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's why Lou deleted all of his tweets last night. Maybe because they had a conversation last night and we've moved on. I hope so. Um, I hope so too. Y'all grown. Y'all are both yeah. 40, I think. Yeah, Lupe is 41. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Niggas yeah. are 40. We can't be fighting. You, too I, have you can't be scared going to an event that another rapper that's also 40 is going to fight you when you get there. That just nah, That's nah. crazy at 40? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I can't. Nah, no. you, can't, you can't go to certain festies. You think you're going to show up and uh, the skater guys are going to be there? They yeah. Be <laughs> Lupe no, like, uh-uh. No. <laughs> 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 Not uh, the dirty you, ghetto kids. You, you, you ah, hear the cuckoo, cuckoo, coops, and you, yeah, think, you think Lupe's nah. gonna run up on you? Like that's crazy. <laughs> <That's absolutely not. laughs> and it's so funny that they're beefing because they kind of came in with like the same kind of yeah thing. It was like the same the, cosigns. The alternative rapper guys, like Lupe's a skater guy, uh, Cuddy's the mental health sensitive guy. It's like you guys are in the same gang. I don't know why y'all are fighting about this. The two yeah. similar. That's not the hate. Y'all both appealed to me because of what y'all represent. I don't know why y'all you, you fuck with that last Cuddy album? I mean it's been a long time since officially he's <laughs> Remember that? Remember Phil, Cuddy? Yo, fix your face today, remember bro. Cuddy posted that clip and everybody was like, "Absolutely not!" Oh, that video, that video, that yeah, video, that was wild, crazy. Bro. His fans are like, "No, <laughs> I've never seen somebody be like, okay, actually, that's not gonna be my single anymore, you guys.'" I yeah, yo, yeah, him put out that single and and all of a sudden that wasn't a single no more. That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've only ever seen that happen with the Sonic film. Sonic's face looked a certain way. People were oh, like, yeah. no way. Got, no, and his face got... didn't look that way when the that movie That was came in out. real time. No, fans were like, absolutely yeah. not. Draw this shit again. I've never draw seen it again. <laughs> Redraw it, bro. Draw this movie again. Nah, do it again. Redraw it, bro. Like it's not going to work. Go into your room and do your homework again. Yeah, no, do it again. <laughs> do it again. This ain't enough. And they did it again. Like, and that's, I mean, it? bullying works sometimes. <laughs> Every now and it then, works. every now, you know, you can't, and not every single time, but sometimes it actually works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. I hate to agree. That's all of our super chats for now. I appreciate y'all. Uh, yeah, let's slide into some of our humper chats. Uh, oh, appreciate you guys as always. Mm -hmm. Come on, screen, load for me, load for me. <laughs> uh, 
got a Humper Chat regular, Tony P. Yes. This is uh, the Petty's winners this week are people like myself and Cam who drink from the, the Chalice of Hate, Phil Dunham uh, with the tears of Cowboys fans as they witness their team getting stomped by, by babies and almost made uh, Jerry have a flashback to the 1950s. Listen, man, as somebody that has uh, hated two fan bases because um, fans from other cities are fans of them. You have Chicago fans that don't have the guts to be Bulls fans because you don't have the guts to sit through losing. And so you go and you front run and you be a Cowboys or a Lakers fan. So I've always hated those two organizations. Um, Listen, boy, does it I... feel good every time Cowboys lose because I can rub it in, into front runners' faces like, yo, you're not really a Cowboys fan, bro. Yep. You live in the city of Chicago. Why are you a Cowboys fan? I've been saying that my whole life, Phil. Uh, the football teams in California, like everybody loves the Raiders who are now gone in the 49ers, but always, there's always been the Dallas Cowboys. They've always been that third team, probably because I grew up in places with a lot of Latinos. Shout out to my Latinos homies. They love them some Dallas Cowboys. But to see the grief and pain that they love went it. through this week, it oh, hit I pretty good. It. I loved it. I, I love it. Feel, it feels good every jersey, punching their TVs and shit. I love I'm it. like, it's great. I, love I don't it. know anything about I love sports, it, man. but at my Be- local job, I saw that the Cowboys were up, and then they weren't. They weren't. And then everyone was on um, on a live watch because they were like, "Yo, you were just winning. You yeah. were just winning. How you lose so bad? And didn't they lose to like sixty to like sixty four? Yeah, they, they're awful. <laughs> Cause they suck. suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love it. Sorry, man. Hey, man. Let that be a lesson, fan bases from other cities. Stop being cowards, man. If you're a Cleveland fan, be a Cleveland Browns fan. If to you're the from the city of Chicago, the be a Chicago Bears fan. Don't go front running to another organization just because they were winners in the 90s. It ain't coming back. I have to listen Damn. to this every every year. This is going to be the Cowboys years. No, it ain't. They suck. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm being a hypocrite because I was a Bulls fan for a long time. But, like, Jordan, how do you not, though? Have Lakers fans been through hard times? I mean, I know that their bum asses just lost to the Brooklyn Nets because they suck, but... Um, you can't wow. count. They, they, <laughs> no. I was a sports fan. <laughs> Lakers fans, the, all their hard times are forced. They deserve those hard times. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, at California. I fucks, but, like, these are well-deserved. It's like when the Yankees... It's just like you're the biggest franchise in the in that. Yeah, sport. I never feel bad. You deserve whatever wins. comes to you. Come on. Yes. I think yes, Yankees stay winning. I, I don't feel bad when you lose. I never feel bad about the Lakers. You got LeBron James. I can't feel bad. Listen, for you man. Ever. You guys are. They're one of the most lucrative franchises in the history of sports. They have. They are a dynasty. They have. They have numerous championships. I do not feel bad for Lakers or their fans. Sorry. And yes, Scott George, Cowboys are one of the best regular season teams every year. Every year when they have a good season, I know where this is going. They're not going to win in the playoffs. They always regular season. That's the emphasis. (laughs) It it, it just happens every time. Um, Yeah. Uh, More from Tony P. (laughs) He says, uh, my question with Okada leaving uh, has been about Bushy Road's front office plans and go for New Japan and stardom. Uh, and the people they place in those positions. Uh, both places now have had major clashes with the front office and wrestlers because of moves from the front office made. Um, uh, yeah, it's very, uh, I don't know, man, because we did get that stuff from stardom recently, uh, the, like some rumblings from over there with the front office. I don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's like their fumble, if there's something crazy going on on the front office, or if it's like Cresta was saying, like maybe it was just Okada's time. Like maybe there's nothing that they could have done to save it. You know, like we don't really know. Wrestling maybe. is booming right now. The business itself is booming no matter. Forget Phil's face. Even TNA is booming. Even TNA is you'll, booming. You'll never forget guys. this face. Never... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey man, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe uh, he's going over to WWE and business is booming. He's gonna show up with MVP and he's gonna restart the hurt business. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Okada in the hurt business. Oh my God. Okada standing at the top of the ramp with with money raining down from the sky. Honestly, like MVP the right one to do it. MVP that would be hilarious. Right I would love it. I'm like, hold on a second. That's visual might kind of hit though. <laughs> you was memeing at first, but now you couldn't. Yeah, I mean, you was cooking. You could do a fire. Man. Business is booming, man. I, I wouldn't be mad at Okada with MVP standing next to him, man. And you know, man. I mean, with uh, with the the new kind of objective WWE has of like all their premium live events are going to be in different countries and stuff. It's not the worst idea if, if Okada goes over there. They're going to be in France and Australia and all these crazy things. Like, And, uh, and what Okada said, I saw a few interviews of him being like, I want to have the opportunity to go to WrestleMania. And he also says, the fans that don't know me, I think that's cool. I'm going to make them know me. And it's like, yeah, of course. if you're going to go start from scratch and, and be Okada and fucking make those fans your fans, more Listen, power man. to you. I'm not going to hold you. I want to be that guy. I would love to see Okada versus Kenny Omega at WrestleMania. Uh, Can you imagine the yeah. WrestleMania entrance for both of them? And I hear my metal cry. Oh, my <laughs> God. Gonna let him use his music over <laughs> <Not> at WrestleMania. They're going to give him some Death Rattle music. They don't want that. <laughs> they going to play music. Triple H's music. It's time to play the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's going to be? Okada's going to get a Death Rebel theme? too <laughs> i told you what it is man he's gonna he's gonna restart the hurt business the ties are already there somebody just pointed it out the mvp was the uh, inaugural um uh, iwgp uh, intercontinental champion mm-hmm. Sheldon also has ties to new japan as well come yeah. on man just well Sheldon i mean gone. honestly I what's Sheldon really released. gonna happen here is okada's gonna sign a wwe they're gonna team him with shinsuke nakamura and restart jacket time <laughs> I have to go. Go, Going back to Humper Chats now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Tony P says, as an example of uh, this uh, Asian expansion with stardom, um, I may be looking at this from a Western view, but it's still telling that some of your talent felt confused by this, and they said in interviews they wanted to do more shows in the West. Um, We're not even going to get into Harold Meiji's story or what has come out with the Obari not being liked. even though he guided them during the pandemic. To me, his accident and lack of top stars seems like the result of years of overall bad decision. Yeah, there's something to that. I think that right. uh I think that um having uh the kind of scatterbrain decision to uh create the IWGP women's championship and then also uh establishing the New Japan Strong Women's Championship as well. It just feels like something's weird. They're like two heads are not talking to the other. Yep. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's like they have, uh, like, one person's making a decision. Like, they have two people making a decision, and they're making the same decision. Like, oh, I got a new belt. Oh, I also got a new belt. And it's like, well, what if we just yeah. work together to have one thing going on? I don't know. what They lost Okada. Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, how oh, that's your default. Like, bro, you lost. Y'all you lost, lost Okada. Okada. What are y'all doing? How do you lose Okada? <laughs> how do you lose Okada? Seriously, though. 
Yeah. Your top dude, you let your top guy go. Like, I don't care what you want to do in America. You better take all this money we got to stay here, brother. What do you nah, mean? No, nah, we about to uh we about to hear good vibrations playing in the background and Okada and Shinsuke running towards those uh those sweet waves coming to sure. Not even mad at them, honestly, man. Go get your bag and go get them waves. They about I to be mean, having I'm a great saying. time. After wrestling Ishii for a couple of years, I'm, I'm saying I'd rather yeah. surf up, dude. I don't want to get dropped on my head no more, bro. I'm trying to ride some waves, man. I don't, don't want to get chopped to death. Style. I don't want to have a, a hamburger chest anymore. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, I want to nah. surf some waves and eat some hamburgers with my homie. Yep. Yep. Might be might be where we're going with this. I don't know. Uh he goes, uh, now with that said, uh this is still from Tony P. He says, now with that said, uh, I still see some hope for New Japan. Uh they could use their partnership with AEW to help get some solid footing. Uh they could ask AEW talent not getting used, which happens with uh Megan and Jack to go over tours if they can. Um after this year's Forbidden Door, if AEW gets Okada, uh, I will use it as a vehicle to help launch these New Japan youngsters. Um, you can have storylines of ex-New Japan people getting taken out by New Blood and New Japan. Uh, winning and proving New Japan will be fine without them. Um, Jay and Shibata loses in a one-on-one. Ren, uh, oh, sorry, uh, in a one-on-one versus Ren or Yuya. And Will and Okada loses in a one-on-one versus Yuji or Shooter in uh, a wild card of Kaido. Uh, have them all lose a forbidden door to help New Japan wrestling future. Boy, that sounds like a novel idea. <laughs> I don't see uh, I don't see a situation where all the AEW guys are going to lose to further <laughs> New Japan storylines. Yep. Boy, does that sound good? It sounds great uh, for New Japan in the long run. But, boy, I do not see yeah, any way yeah, where Booker is just like, our wrestlers are going to u- lose to your guys because yeah. it'll work out for you. I, I, I don't see him uh, being... I don't these, see him being that selfless. <laughs> these bookers don't want the wrestlers to lose to their own wrestlers. Why would you want them to lose to somebody else's wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, Ryan Ben, absolutely. Okada and Shinsuke um, riding down the street in a van to Here Comes the Sun going to go Running in slow motion with their boards. I love it. I think it's great. Honestly, I would watch vignettes of that. Honestly, I would. Come on, man. Write to self, man. From Van Twinblade, uh, I'm sorry, I, I missed one from Tony P. Sorry. Uh, another from Tony P. says, uh, it's crazy how the Bucks are using some of Vinny's energy and his stash mixed with the EVP criticism to make these new characters. I love it. Uh, so do you think these Bucks characters are going to lead to Christian versus Adam and for the tag titles? I think you mean... Versus Christian and Adam. Versus Christian and Adam. Yeah, yeah versus in the wrong spot. Uh, mm-hmm. For the tag titles or a match. Um, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, sitting and watching that segment and coming to the realization that they were doing the Vince mustaches, mm-hmm. uh, my head like exploded. And then I tweeted it, and other people were like, I didn't notice it either. And you had a few people that were like, that's not what they're doing. And I was like, bro, if you put the picture of Nick versus, next to Vince, it's mm-hmm. identical. The mustache is the exact same. They're doing the tans and everything, too. No, it's very much intentional. There's no way it's not intentional. I didn't peep that it was a Vince McMahon comparison. I thought they were just being, well, since you wanted the EVPs, I'm no longer Nick. I'm Nicholas. Mm-hmm. I'm not Matthew. We can't call him Phil. He's Philip, okay? Mm-hmm. And this isn't Reg. This is Reginald, okay? Mm-hmm. I am Crestalis. Don't mm-hmm. talk to me this way. <laughs> it's my full name. 
my god but like, everybody's this, government out here huh i'm sorry yeah I'm sorry. Uh, I just... they're they're mm-hmm. definitely doing events mustaches um i may have got a confirmation from somebody that talked to NAW that that's what they're doing as well. I live. Um, I live. I'm about to so come back on these podcasts with my Vince mustache. I live. It's, it's very much a Vince mustache. I thought it was very funny. Um, I, I thought I thought the segment was also very good. Um, I thought they made the best out of it. I thought that them um, throwing a dig at a uh, yesteryear's legend that came over here, but also putting over Sting. Like we're not talking about Sting. Like yes, mm-hmm. but we know who you're talking about. It's very obvious. Um, but <laughs> So them leaning in, you didn't, you did, because I know you said you didn't think they should lean in on any of the CM Funk stuff. It it wasn't too egregious this time. Um. Well, my issue with leaning into it is I feel like there is a ceiling with it, and yeah. because you're not Same. because you're not going to lead anywhere storyline with it, and because he's not there, you can't have any matches to pay that off. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just kind of just a wink, wink, nod. That's not going to go anywhere. Um, I thought that uh, what they did here wasn't as on the nose. There was enough of it that was vague enough that it worked with their story with Sting. Right. Um, and I think character-wise, I think this is good for them because they needed something else. Um, the babyface thing was just not working. Mm-hmm. I think turning heel was the right move for them. I don't like babyface young bucks ever. So I, I won't say ever, but I just think that heel bucks is just better. Just so um, much better. So I, I, I thought this was a good segment. I thought uh, Renee always always does her best with this and she always makes these work um she is one of the unsung heroes of aw there's so many things she does that makes these things work like when she was uh doing the interview last night with saraya and (laughs) and and harley's getting choked out and the whole time she's sitting there like going back and forth with the microphone like what's happening here and then when she realized what was actually happening the look on her face with saraya at the end she was just like Come Yo, Renee is <laughs> such a good straight man in yeah. these interviews. Her mm-hmm. and Tony Schiavone, they do mm-hmm. so good. Because literally, Tony's face at the end after someone just cusses him out is like, yeah. And so yeah. Renee is like, the shoe, like, yo, what the hell did I do? So good. She's such a. She's great. So, so good. She's so, such so a good. big, uh, great hire for them. Like, yeah. She, it's like, she's half of the show sometimes it'll be like match then renee match then renee segment then renee it's like renee is dominating this and shout out to lexi nair too also doing that yeah. on ring of honor but yeah renee is amazing and that segment with ruby choke and harley really funny stuff. i have to go look at it because uh, the, i didn't the, watch it last night. i was the, at work the, the people using that for thirst purposes I see you out there. I, see I mean, honestly, doing. I can't talk. Mm. I definitely seen the one with JD McDonough getting choked up by Damian <laughs> <Xavier> Priest. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's the angle they choose to go with Ruby choking uh, Harley, and Harley mm-hmm. has that big grin on her face, like she's mm-hmm. clearly enjoying it. Yeah, um, very yeah. funny stuff. I, I again, I have to I say, I watch Masha Slamovich and Kelly uh, uh, Kelly every week. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But again, I have to say, I think the implosion of Outcast has been handled really well. I think those segments are really, really funny. Um, I think they do the soap opera and like ha- hammy wrestling stuff well in it. It's just, it's just cheesy enough that it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and go figure. I think Saraya's uh, comedic timing in it is really good. It's been good. Like this is the position that Saraya needs to be in, not wrestling. Sorry, Saraya, love you. Um, um, I yeah, I've been enjoying it. I think Harley, I think Harley has been a good addition to it as well. Um, I like what they're doing with it. Good work all around. Yeah. Uh, are there more humpers? 
I think we've got like maybe three or four more. Okay. Uh, from Van Twin Blade, he says, uh, "Okay, so YouTube is being fucky, so Steph, <laughs> Steph the Lander is gonna get her head kicked off by 2D at Glory Flow Anniversary mm. Six at Casaloma uh, uh, Ballroom. Also, Ethan Price versus PME two out of, in a two out of three falls match. Sorry, I had to. I saw the two right afterwards. I thought you <laughs> was giving us the sequel, bro. <laughs> Ethan <laughs> Price versus PME in a two out of three falls." And Alley Catch versus Maggie Lee in a singles match. Uh, get need women's belts. I don't know what that means, Van, but Glory Pro Anniversary Six guys come. Maybe up saying Glory Pro needs women's tag team belts. Yeah, it says get need women's belts, <laughs> and so that's why I was confused. I, I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere yeah, watch, in English. watch Glory Pro and shout out to Van Twinblade for always support. Uh, from uh, also. Uh, Humper Chats regular Nelson Muntz. He says, uh, "Such a good, re- such a good wrestling week." Brian Keith signed with AEW. Big shout out to Brian. About time. Um, uh, Seth Rollins probably not having to put over CM Punk. That's not good news. What are we? Uh, Gable Stevenson um, <laughs> still getting the hate he deserves from even a WWE crowd. WWE realized the men's roster still work is, yeah, at the top is way too old. Um, he really works there too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, here, let me uh, hit a hit a word from our sponsors first, and then we will get into uh, the Seth Rollins news. Yes. Why are you excited? What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful, here to tell you about Bet Online AG, the highest credit card acceptance industry wide, twenty five plus year track record, safe and secure online environments, payouts in minutes, the fastest in the industry. You can bet big with their high limits and rebet functionality, the earliest line so odds open before the competition, the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit, and we're talking on everything. Wrestling, they got it. MMA, they got it. Boxing, they got it. But hey, you know what? I know we're fightful. We don't just live for that. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, racing, esports, anything you can think of. Not only that, this is exclusively where Fightful gets our lines from. If you hear us talking about lines on a prediction show or on our our post shows, it is always from BetOnline AG. Please bet responsibly and only bet what you can. BetOnline.ag Yeah, we... uh, Don't spend your last dollar. Bet responsibly. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, We got the culmination of last week's uh, gender discourse this week. (laughs) In the main event, uh, <laughs> WWE Raw, as the modern-day Maharaja took on Seth Rollins for the, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, this was a match. This was fine. Um, of course, the story coming out of it is Seth Rollins got injured somewhere in this match. Um, when I rewatched it, you can kind of tell it was during uh, a dive. Because uh, he, he does that spot where he does the this, this slingshot uh Senton, and then he comes across the ring, and he does that uh, that springboard moonsault. You could tell on the landing, he did he kind of landed wrong. You could see him holding his knee when he got up. Um, so I'm assuming that that's where it happened. Is it the uh, same knee that he was that he had before, or is it a different knee? I think it is. I think it's the same knee. Um, but yeah, we got the Fightful Select report yesterday that. Uh, he tore his MCL, and there's a partial tear to his meniscus. Oof. Of course, we don't know the grade to the MCL tear, 
um, that's going to say a lot. Um, but we also got word that we will be hearing from Seth Rollins next Monday on the plan for the world championship moving forward and what is his status. Uh, this is uh, this was a lot to take in on a Friday night, uh, and I saw it and I was just like, man, just let me have good things, man. I, I, I came on here and I hyped up how much excited I was that Rollins was going to get his match. This felt like his closest chance to getting his WrestleMania main event. Um, and now it might be in a little bit of jeopardy. Uh, of course, um, we've heard from some people that, uh, depending on the, the tear, he could be back within a month or two. Um, but yeah, it just sucks. It sucks that, uh, the timing of it's awful. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the calendar right now for those, the people are saying we're in the January is over. It's January 20th already. If he rehabs for a month and he's out all of February, then he has all of March to build towards this WrestleMania match. But do you want to rush into all of that is my thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to make him work super hard to try to get to WrestleMania and potentially fuck up his knee forever, you know? Um, I wouldn't as a normal person that's right. not a wrestler. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but Seth Rollins and knowing what that main event means to him and how much he's talked about it, he absolutely will. And when yeah. you, you go back and you look at, like, there are WWE specials about him being injured the first time with that knee and mm-hmm. working hard to come back and having to stand in the in the press box and watch WrestleMania and seeing how upset he was about that. If he can be back by WrestleMania, he's going to try. He's going um, to. I, yeah. I just don't see him. I don't see him missing this chance to wrestle in one, in possibly the biggest match of his career at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, what an unfortunate situation, yeah, you guys! It, like, how I do mean, we get we we got lightning in a bottle? CM Punk somehow is back. He comes yeah. back in Survivor Series. They have this built-in match with Seth Rollins. Like, you don't have to do anything. Just let these guys finish out the story. And then this controversy with gender, that's what makes it even crazier is like off the backs of this controversy with gender and people are saying this match shouldn't happen. This match does happen. He ends up getting injured off of it. Gender did hinder somebody. It's Damn. Like, this is crazy. We should, I, we will should say, I will say that I don't think all is lost because not for nothing, Roman Reigns don't work. He worked, what, three, four times a year. He's on his broad list. <laughs> Yeah. He like really we can book around this. If if Roman Reigns is on his Brock Lesnar, I'm employee of the month, even though I show up three times a year. No, no disrespect, because I, I I would do it at the top two. They all do it. Same I would thing, do it yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So like we can book around this. I, I completely agree with you. Seeing how upset Seth was previously, I think there's a way around it, but I don't know if he relinquishes or if he's like yeah. Guys, I'm gonna be out. I think he might relinquish uh, because he's that guy, and I, I think it would man, suck. I would, I would hate to see him uh, relinquish based on the year he's had with that belt. The fact that he's been the most visible world champion. He's the guy that's worked all of the house shows. He's been there, and having to relinquish it right before WrestleMania season. Terrible that way to really, end that really ring. Suck. Yeah, and I mean, especially maybe, when beating him is can be like a little accolade for somebody. You know? Yeah, and I mean, maybe Damien will cash in on him, but I also yeah. kind of don't want to see him lose i want to see him be able to carry that belt into wrestlemania i feel like he's earned that at this point like he, yeah. was, he he's been the guy all year that's been there so i feel like if if you need to give him a month to not be on tv or like a month and a half to not be on tv with that belt you still got gunther with the ic title exactly. on television so it doesn't what? really hurt you but 
didn't we create this championship to avoid this shit? If both of our champions are at home, Roman gotta come to work. Then Roman gotta come to work. He gotta come to work. <laughs> he ain't going to though. He not going to. All right, then I did. What to quote Magneto here? Then what would you have me do? <laughs> I don't want. I, I would. I would probably have Damian cash in on Monday. I would uh, rather him relinquish and, and, it, and, and that's a built-in storyline to come back and say, "I never lost this. Give me my shit back." I don't, but see, I don't. We've seen him do that. We've seen him do the "I've never lost" thing. We've seen yeah. him. I don't want Damien to cash I in. I just that's don't really lame. have. This is a really unfortunate situation. I yeah, think. but I, that's probably what I would do is have him cash in. Yeah, just I don't yeah, wash I don't. our hands, and then we could figure out with Rollins, you know, when we get closer to it, because what they could do is Punk could still win the Rumble. He's still getting his title match at Mania. And if we need to get back to Rollins being champion before then, we can. I thought Cody was going to win. They kept putting over no one's won back-to-back Rumbles. I don't think Cody's going to win maybe, maybe Cody will win. Um, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I think until we know, like, the severity of it, I mean, because we got the Fightful Select report, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know officially yet. We'll find know. out Monday. Yeah, I don't know what this means for Rollins moving forward. I don't like the idea of him trying to rush back and wrestle or the injury at like this on at his age. Like, right. I, I don't really like that at all. But again, I know it's wrestlers and I know like what this match means to him. Yeah. Um, it's too close know. to WrestleMania, man. It, like it, he should just relax. Take it's it. It's far know. out enough where maybe, but it's yeah. close enough where it's like, yikes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just too close. And, and he's, he's worked too long for this match in particular. I don't see him missing this if he can. If, this if really he can be there, sucks, there. man. He got it's... this championship, and he's been building. He's had all these great defenses. Mm-hmm. He's been on the house show. He's been the world champion. And if it ends like this, man, come on. Really, really frustrating way for it to end. I really hope that uh, – <sighs> I hope it's it's not as bad as it seems, but – it. Yeah. So if it is as bad as it seems, where do you go with this cha- – where do you go – in WrestleMania without him, what do you do with Punk? I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody else in the back that hates Punk. Everybody <laughs> want like Kevin Owens could be slotted in there. Like there's some things you can. And do Kevin Punk. Owens is fantastic. No matter, I mean, I wouldn't want Sami Zayn to be in that situation, but Sami Zayn is also fantastic. You get Sami Zayn be. on the card. Um, He's kind of the heart and soul of WWE. It could work. Yeah. Um, I mean, he can beat up the Miz. Nobody care if you beat up the Miz. <laughs> Don't no, don't don't do that to my guy. Don't don't do that to my guy. Have him mm. lose and then put his belt on this. I'd be so. Oh my god! That. Could don't, you imagine? No, I'm not saying put the belt on this. <laughs> that's that's nasty work, Phil. That's nasty. Right, what, what if we what if we totally pivot? We slot Punk into the main event, the tonight two man. We do a four way: Roman, Rock, Cody, and Punk. Please no! Don't do this! Don't do this! Don't do this! Don't Why not? That's a star making match, ain't it? We put don't, everybody don't, in the main event. That's what everybody is. <laughs> don't don't, so don't do happy. the don't do the do the big four way and then Roman. I don't even think they should do the three way either. Yeah, like if it's gonna be a match, do Roman Roman needs a one on one match. I don't want like they're already doing this four way at Rumble uh, Rumble, so don't do it again at Mania. I kinda see the three way in the same way I saw the three way with Rhonda, Becky, and yeah, Charlotte. Exactly. 
Uh, I'm yeah. not saying that The Rock can't go, but The Rock may not be as crispy as everybody else uh, in the ring. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, too. So he and you want to make The Rock look as, yeah, you want to protect him. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think The Rock is going to be as crispy as a Roman who wrestles three times a year. And who else? Uh, <laughs> Cody, uh, who wrestles not 5,000 <laughs> times a year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, uh, other than some of that, I think this was a strong role. I thought the DIY match was good. Um I Everybody's thought... theme music sucks, but that's being everybody. <laughs> God damn, the theme musics are so bad. I yeah, DIY's music is not good. Oh, it the sucks. match itself was good. I thought yeah. the DIY match was good. I think I thought the Xavier um Imperial stuff was good. Um I thought the Drew and Cody segment was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um this is the most I've been invested in like the story around a Royal Rumble in a long time. And it's the most I feel like there are so many people in it with like stakes and like I don't want to say it feels like anybody can win but it does feel like like the fields, are wi- it. It, the fields wider open than it's previous like, yes. yeah and it doesn't I, feel I, as I, obvious I, yeah. I, I really like that about it I feel like this is the most invested I've been in a rump in a long time mm-hmm. um, and yeah I can't say enough about how great Drew has been since he's been back I thought that promo was was great I thought him oh they could pivot with Drew too yeah maybe um, but yeah, I thought him referencing all of this stuff before he came back, saying that him and Cody made doing a Drew or doing a Cody a thing by leaving mm-hmm. and building yourself back up. We present, we made the blueprint for that, and he's absolutely right. Um, yes. You can pivot and with also, Cody too. So I just thought it out while you were. You talking. can pivot, pivot with Cody. Cody, don't, Cody never, don't want that belt. Cody, Cody doesn't want to finish the story. I know Cody you don't never. want it, dog. But Cody. we didn't ran into a problem. Take this belt. He Sorry, belt, dogs. He's been, yeah, you, he been telling you for a whole year he don't want that belt. Bro. I know you don't want it, but take it. <laughs> Listen, it's either this or nothing, it. okay? Take this belt, dogs. We'll I know you don't want it. Year. Just carry it, though. Just how do you how it feels around your waist. Just walk out there with it. Put it in your backpack. <laughs> put it in yeah. your backpack. No, it's not happening. Take it home with you. Test drive it. He don't want it. He don't want it, bro. He keep telling you, I want I want Roman's belt. championship, Cody. He keep telling you, bro. That's not the story. Romans, the, the, I want his belt. Roman's NA. He's a non-active. He's not over. <laughs> He's an I, lo- I watched SmackDown too, and like Roman is so rarely on SmackDown that they could just continuously do the same things that they've been doing for so long. Like he did the like the episode last night. They've done that SmackDown episode at least fifty times. I, I, champion, and they just keep doing it. And it keeps working. I'm like, bro, it right. was the same thing with Brock. When Brock was champion, Paul Heyman would come out and do the same, same promo thing, yeah. every time. So it's like I can't even be mad because that's the same thing Roman complained about. Same thing the Rock complained about. Do y'all gonna do the same thing when you get to the top? It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it is. Cena complained yeah. about Rock doing it, then he did it. Roman complained about Cena doing it. Now he's doing it it's like all right yeah i just uh when are some people gonna be honest and say that roma's coasting man oh in the beginning it was hot and now you want your brock lesnar shit like i don't care it's time to get that belt off of him i don't, I don't want to is it belts or belts it, i don't even time. know what, how many belts he has we still got to make it to mania though it, it, it's time bro uh but yeah I, I i think the drew stuff was very very good i thought you know cody Cody has needed a promo like this for a long time. And I thought um, Drew was a good option because Drew has been kind of the guy that is telling the truth, but also it sounds very bitter and it sounds very whiny. Uh, and so I, I think it works. I think Cody being like, I'm not like you. I'm not making excuses. Um, I thought all that stuff was great. Yeah, it definitely was on the line of what 
Cody, the character, would represent of like, I'm not a crybaby. Like, I say that I, if my complaints feel like something, I always execute them into being a, a win. So, uh-huh. and then that now they announced that next week, the two former AEW boys are going to square off in a little uh, segment. We're going to wow. get a, we're going to get a super dramatic <laughs> punk and Cody segment. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be either very good or it could be very over the top. Um, <laughs> I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a good way to sell the Rumble. I mean, go figure that you've got Cody and Punk being the guys to sell your Rumble this year. That's wild. What a time. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I also thought the Rhea and Becky segment was very good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that that was a good way to get people interested in the Women's Rumble. Uh, I think uh, having... Rhea come out and say, you better win the Rumble because I want to see you at WrestleMania. kind of makes me think that Becky's losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Damn, I've been saying saying, I've been saying all this time that I think Becky's the favorite, but I, it was something about this segment that was just so on the nose. I'm like, uh, are they kind of setting us up to feel like she's winning, but she's not? But what about Jade Cargo? Where is she at? What are we what doing? What about Jade? She's going to debut in the Rumble, I assume. That's the same with the um, Punk thing. Like, I feel like Punk's match, first match is going to be the Rumble match. What uh, about Nia? Where does Nia land? I think Nia has a shot at winning the Rumble. What y'all think? I do, too. Uh, they really even... I, I'm so? a Nia apologist, so I... I, I mean, her run recently has been, been kind of cooking. I'm not mad at it. And she got mat work now, so nobody can really complain. She feels that... Does she have mat work? All right, all right, all right. Preska talking crazy. Hold on. Let's reel it in, Preska. I'm saying from whence she came. She said mat work. She got mat work. Bro, before she fall on the mat once, it was one, two, three, bro. Now you got knocked down four, five times. She doing something. She must have been doing something. I listen. Mm-hmm. I I will yeah. give Naya her flowers because that's your perfect. That is your bruiser. That is your big yeah. person. That is your enforcer. Put mm-hmm. some respect on her name. Maybe she'll probably get knocked out because they're gonna have to gang up on her. But she eliminates bad people, and she yeah. could eliminate a Becky being your favorite. Gets eliminated by Jade and Bianca and somebody else working together, and then you get that big stare down. Like, yes, please, I need that. So. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's good that uh, I could be forgetting about Bianca too. Shit. Yeah, I think it's good that she's come back and she's been uh, really effective. I think she's been really good since she's come back. Um, I do think that she's a name that you could throw in there that has a chance of winning. I don't think she's going to. I think the two favorites at this point are Becky and Bailey. I think in terms of storyline, they both have the most interesting storylines going into the match. I hope that. For Bailey's, Bailey needs this accolade, I think, more than anybody. I know that they care about accolades and they're all dumb. I think mm-hmm. this is one that Bailey needs on her belt. The story that they've been telling kind of leads it to believe. And just the, she goes kind of harder for WWE women's wrestler than anybody. Like she anytime does. she's talking, all she's talking about is we need something more or we should get like, she fights hard for them yeah. every day. I agree. And she, when I say that Mercedes slash Sasha is my favorite of all time, like, Bailey's right there next to like all my favorite Mercedes moments in WWE. Bailey was right there. So I want the world for her Bay area. Like if she won, I think that should be great. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, throw a wrench in their damage control where it's making her look like Bailey's the bad guy and Bailey's the one who's messing it up when y'all clearly mm-hmm. going to turn on her. So you're going to turn on your Royal Rumble winner. Knock no. Her no, I think this is, this is leading to the face turn. I think that the, if she wins the Rumble, this is the big thing that's turning her face. Um, but 
I, I, I agree. I think that in terms of what Bailey represented, she's been a, a leader in that locker room for a long time. And I think she's had moments, but it does feel like she's had spots at WrestleMania that kind of got pulled away from her. Like, yeah. I think being champion for a year and, and, and being champion all that time in a pandemic. And then soon as the, soon as the pandemic was over and live crowds were back at WrestleMania, she didn't have a match at the show and then getting injured. Um, so I do think she's missed out on some chances that she should have had. I mean, the fact uh-huh. that she hasn't had like a big one-on-one match at WrestleMania yet is very telling. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that this is her year. I think her versus EO at WrestleMania makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, and we're also forgetting about uh, TNA ties in. The homegirl Trinity just did her farewell speech last night. She could be factored Oof. into the Women's Rumble, too. So. Yeah, definitely does seem like that is be back. something that ugh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that, bro. I'm so. No, we talking mad. about it, Presta. No, we talking, we talking about, about it. it. You're gonna talk about it. You're on this show. A camera's in front of you. You're gonna talk about it. <laughs> Listen here, brother. <laughs> bro, um, like if Trinity's in that rumble and she don't win. And I, 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 come on now. You yes, were just see, champion. You were Cresta, just champion. That is my champion. issue here. Is people have been like, okay, Trinity's coming back. I'm like, I want her to come back. I hope, but I just hope that they know now that they who they got because before exactly. they didn't know. She left for a reason. Yeah. She went out and proved exactly who we know that she is. That she can work. She could be a world champion. She could be the face of your company. Is WWE going to realize that this time? Or are they going to do the same thing they, that we did last time? They, and that's uh, going to piss yeah. me off. Like, literally, I'm going to be at the press conference like, you cowards! You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, bro, like, I, I that would make me beyond angry as a fan. Watching Trinity go from people like, what is she going to do in TNA? Tapping out Deanna Perazzo. Not once, not twice, but three times a lady, bro. Mm, People yep. don't tap out Deanna, bro. Right. And if she comes in and she loses on some BS, I'm I'm going to be angry. I'm going to screech. I'm, it's going to be guttural. I don't, I, I'm going to be, I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to still gonna watch. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We did have a TNA pay-per-view last week i thought that uh trinity looked very good i thought trinity for match was good was very very good Mm -hmm. um she continues to show people that didn't think that she could work that she is a lot better than you thought she was she can work um i i think some of her transitions into the starstruck in that match were very good she pulled out that uh that uh power bomb out of nowhere Mm sit out power bomb on jordan grace um kicked out of the 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 muscle buster too like Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trinity's that girl. She worked that match. She was selling yeah. in the transition. Like you said the transitions into Starstruck. Even when she puts her um her leg around someone's like neck to try to like really yank it in, bro. Mm-hmm. Come on now, knock it off, knock it yeah, off. Yeah, the knock the selling off. that she has now, I think that's one of the most important aspects that I saw with her and Impact. It's like because everybody we've all know her flashy offense. We know the moves mm-hmm. that she could do, but it's on the other side that really takes you to the next level. And her being great on defense now and selling, I think, is up yeah. her stock even more. That's why this WWE run, I'm like, yo, y'all can't just, this isn't just a regular wrestler you guys are getting no. back. This Trinity. She's ready for the fucking spotlight. To AEW. But even this is going to sound crazy. I kind of want her to go to Ring of Honor because I really want Trinity versus Athena. They that teased match us. Was slap. That Remember match they teased slap. us? 
she was in the front row, and then Athena looked at her, and every I was like, "Oh, they're doing this match," but they never did it. They tricked never the got it. Uh, but yeah, I do think she's going back to WWE. That's what all the reports are saying. Um, I mean, that's where her family is, and all these other husbands things. there. So, yeah, I, I I definitely think she's going back. Um, I hope that uh, they have something for her. I hope that it's not just come back and be in the Rumble and have a moment because she's had a moment in the Rumble. Um, but I I want to see her get like a big push i want to see her get something out of this even if it's not right after the rumble sometime in 2024 um i don't i just don't want it to just hey come back and act like none of that happened like yo you also disrespected this woman and Facts. like and like threw dirt on her name on the way out like now nah, you gotta make that right you can't just you gotta make her back right. and act like that never happened and the apology I mean, gotta be as loud as the disrespect is if we get to a position though later in this year where we got bianca jade trinity potentially Mercedes, like WWE is going to be cooking over there, man. You know what I mean? Bianca won't be the only black girl over there. I'm saying she needs some friends. Give her some homegirls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope that uh, they have plans for her when she comes back, but That's I thought, it. I thought the impact run was very good. And I think yes. um, closing off the impact run and the start of TNA with that big match with Jordan. I thought that was really good for her. Uh, this was a good pay-per-view overall too. Um, yeah. I was very wondering... shocking ending. I didn't expect Moose to come out as the TNA world champion. Me you, either. Did you trust her? Bro, not Moose. Was that your prediction going in? I thought Shelly was going to. Same here. But Moose had a whole new faction because the system just works. It, it works. Mm, the system uh, works. And how do you feel a, about Moose as TNA World Champ, Cresta? Because it, uh, people online didn't like it. A lot of people hated it. So let me tell you why this tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Moose is a TNA lifer. He may go yeah. somewhere else, but Moose is there. He's like mm. Motor City Machine Guns, and he's low key their Randy Orton. He, I've yes. seen him burn down someone's house. He's burned mm. out someone's house, Phil. He's burned Yo, out someone's comparing house. Comparing Moose to Orton is hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Tracks. I mean, wait, that? Yep. Okay, all right. I mean, certain, there are a lot of people who are Orton-esque, but if, if Moose is anyone, he's going to be that guy. It makes okay. sense in the TNA era, even with Grace winning. I'm like, okay, if we're really going TNA, we've got people who are established stars and impact who carry the impact the impact banner grace is one of them yeah. moose i am not a fan of moose per se but this makes sense like even if they put it on eddie edwards as much as i will complain about it that would make sense because eddie where is he it's going TNA. that's that yeah. is a tna you could put it on shark boy and i'd be like oh that tracks because it's a tna you know what I mean? no, <laughs> shark boy is your world champion is wild <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but i thought the match itself was solid uh uh, I, I, it was what it was. Um, I think um, Shelly working the arm the entire match, and leading up to Moose finally getting that uh, spear to win. I, I, it was an enjoyable match. Um, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like Moose, really? I, yeah. I, I, I can't say that I was as excited about Moose winning, especially after we got um nick nemes showing up as the guy that they have been teasing all the time <laughs> and i was like wait we could have got nick versus alex shelley why didn't we just do that match that match is a yeah. thousand yeah. times better like yeah. I, 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 I don't know um and i mean there's no hate on moose as champion but i'm just like yo that match sounds so dope why didn't we just do that <laughs> um i liked what alex shelley was doing too I, I thought that going into what he represents for the brand i think is very vastly different than what moose represents 
But I yeah. understand why they did Moose. I mean, he did try to bring back this championship while they he were found in, it in the trash. So. It was like, I'm the champion. Yeah. Like, yo, where'd you find this trash? <laughs> that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if anybody's so, going hard for TNA, it's fucking Moose. Yeah, at, at that part of it, I did think was a very smart tieback that he did. He was the guy that found the TNA belt in the, in the trash. He was the guy that tried to reestablish that belt. People kept saying, that's not a real belt. You're not a real <laughs> world a champion. And there then, is no TNA. He, and then, you know, yeah, when TNA back he's the guy that wins that belt so i i do think that that's a great way to bring that full circle um but man nick nemes versus alex shelley does sound like a heater i will um, also say bro whoever pins moose we're not gonna feel bad about it that's really right that's really yeah. what it is it's mm -hmm. oh man i'm about to make another comparison please don't hate me please don't hate me because i just saw this really recently it's kind of like when everybody was hating on john cena for winning and we're like anybody but john cena and then the miswater we were like Okay, but we didn't really mean well, like not anybody. Like, anybody. like what? Hold on. <laughs> so no matter yeah. who pins Moose, because Moose is a piece of crap. Like he's yeah. a good heel. He's a good heel. He's a yes. great wrestler. He's a good heel. So no matter who pins him, it could be someone who's the future of TNA. You could even have a speedball pin him. He'd be like, you know what? Good for you, speedball. Because Moose is a piece of crap. You can have. <laughs> you're not gonna feel that bad because. Do you think that uh, Nick Namath could possibly pin him? I want to say yeah. If he signs, if if he signs for I mean, a little bit long term, I think it'll show the direction. But I would err on the side of caution doing that because it might turn it like we're just gonna sign ex WWE guys. Yeah, like, you don't want to run into that. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I mean. I, he he hasn't announced that he signed, but I think him ripping off his shirt and having a TNA shirt on yeah. under it was a pretty big sign that he's committed for a while and he'll probably be there for a minute. Yeah, um, and, and just the way. But where's he gonna go? He's not trying to work back to WWE. Yeah. I would think, you know. It, I mean, the way they announced it and the way they hyped it up, I don't think that they hyped this up like this was gonna be somebody that's just gonna be there for a few appearances. Yeah. It seems like they're in the business of working with Nick at the moment. And yeah. I think that's I think that's a good opportunity for him. He, of course, did some interviews and he talked about how um, it was kind of a mutual exit with WWE where he was mm -hmm. ready to try some other things. Um, and I think TNA is a good landing spot for him because he's a guy that has been a world champion. He's a guy that is um, good enough in the ring and has the star power enough to carry that company as their top guy as well. Yep. I think that's smart. I think it's smart for him to go there. Um I I thought maybe it was gonna be Ali, but based off of other yeah. things. I did uh, too, low key, but I'm not, I thought he was in New Japan, so that's why I was like, I don't yeah. think that's what I knew that it was going to be him when he showed up in New Japan. I was like, oh, it's probably going to be Nick at the TNA show because it just makes them the way that they were talking about it, I'm like the because the, they're saying like this could be one of the greatest blah blah blahs ever and all this i'm like that's like oh you talk about world champions like this and Dolph ziggler's he just he just felt the mold so often and it wasn't that shocking to see him at the end of the show mm -hmm. and i think he's going to have a pretty good run over in tna yeah. probably the best yeah. transition for him to make coming out of wwe he's super interesting because like we only know of Dolph ziggler like only thing we know about this guy's career is him being in wwe so to see him out here is going to be super fun. I think it going right into the fire of impact of you're going to be facing Moose, Alex Shelley, Speedball, Laredo Kid, like uh, Jake yeah. something, God forbid, Jake something, ooh, 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 the ooh, Rascals. Hey. Like you're you're throwing into the fire. We're going to see what if you still got it. Yeah, no, I think this is, and it's not like he's going to be Moose's first opponent. So 
there is a chance that he may not even encounter Moose. You know what I mean? True. It's juicy, but the impact this Thursday, he was like, I want to work my way up. I just don't want to cut the line. So he is going to have to go through a few people. So we'll see how that pans out. And Alex Shelley has an automatic rematch. He could get cheated out his boots because the system, <laughs> they, they, these are full of cheaters. They're a bunch of cheaters. So yeah, big, big old cheaters. Uh, yeah, I, but I, like I said, I thought it was a good show overall. I thought opening show back. with the knockout uh, Ultimate X match was good. I thought the women worked hard in that. Um, it was good to see Giselle get a win because it seems like Giselle's been trying to work her way up for a while. Um, so it made sense for her to win. Um, also, with just like the stuff with Trinity and Trinity is kind of on her way out, it made sense for you know the person that Trinity had her first view with to also be kind of moving up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought like kind of the highlight of that match was Danny Luna. She had like Danny all of the Luna. big power spots in it. Ooh. She was killing it. Yeah, Danny Luna, I thought was the MVP of this match, just catching ladies out of the sky, yeah. power bombing them. I was like, yo, this is really good. That there was a couple of matches on the show that I felt could have used two or three more minutes, and I thought this was one of them. But I thought mm-hmm. for the most part, yeah. everybody worked hard. It was a good representation of what. TNA is and what they're becoming. Yeah. I will say that I my biggest complaint about this Hard to Kill and the TNA show was that I I take notes. I have to write that stuff down. There's too much to write down. Danny Luna was an absolute good base. This match yeah. was amazing. And it's not lost mm-hmm. on me that y'all would open up the show with an Ultimate X women's match. We've been yep. raving and ranting. I don't know about you guys on Grapsity, but at least me that the best representation of a women's division is impact TNA. And this was a marquee reason why. Yeah. I mean, Trinity went there for a reason is why I always say like, she knew that if I go here, I'm going to face the baddest women wrestlers in the world. This division is ready to go. And it made sense that she went and did that there. And seeing this, this is like, it's like a mix of old and a mix of new in this Ultimate X match of like, this is the future of the knockouts, but also the present and also kind of the past. Uh-huh. I think they always do a good job of doing things like that. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of how they kind of tacked a knockouts tag match on here? Um, we were going into the show. I was like, why isn't there a knockout tag teams match? I was we were saying that. So it. we were confusion yeah. as well. But so I what happened? It. Yeah, I want to say travel issues, maybe. I don't know. I, I actually think this was their way of bringing DK back as a surprise. Um, okay. Because that was the big surprise of the show, that they're back together. Um, I just liked MK Ultra so much, though. I, I, I know. know. They should have been was, losing the belts. This is a I, great tag team here. I didn't want MK Ultra to, to lose, but I also saw with the way that they did the match and the way that um they brought them back it's like the big surprise coming in i was like oh they're probably gonna win um rosemary at this point is a four-time knockouts tag team champion um, that's like, very tna they're yeah that they're is. three-time <laughs> champions together if you're counting i think the, it's the beyond that with, them, joint. with mk ultra too like they're two really good singles knockouts yeah so they don't really have to stay together because you can slot them into the main event scene of the knockouts division instantly. I'm going to be real with you too. We need Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich and Masha needs to go over on Grace. And that's real. That's real. Just started. (laughs) 
<laughs> then, not right now, not right now. But they had matches before, and those matches slapped. And even they then, did. we were like, yep. "How is Grace gonna beat this redhead? She's a monster. How is she gonna beat her?" And she did, and did, and did. But this time, <laughs> Masha needs to go over on Grace. I'm just saying, and maybe yeah. not now. And maybe they'll need to break up yet because I do like MK Ultra together. But these are two great single stars. Listen, yeah. I love Masha. I would make, I would actually have her beat Moose, but that's just me. Hey, 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 hey! Oh, he cooking, he cooking. Hey, hey, oh, hey, <laughs> they, hey, had, hey, hey. they almost made the who she who should not be named the world champion, or Bro. she was world champion. I was about to say almost they did. I mean, they, they made she who should not be named world champion. Like uh, Masha would be my world champion. That's just Grace could have called her shot and did it, but she did it. You could have did it with Deanna. She not here no more. Grace or Masha, I could, I could see Masha putting Moose in a snowplow. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be yeah. funny. I would laugh. I, I'd be sports entertained. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I think this was a good return for DK as well. Um, I think this was very TNA bringing them back. Um, they're no longer the Deadly Dolls. Um, Death Dolls. Death Dolls, mm-hmm. sorry. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it was fine. I mean, I it, it was what it was. Um, I just, I thought that there was more they could have done with MK Ultra. I, I didn't yeah. think that they really... Yeah use them well at the pay-per-views and this was kind of indicative of that yeah i don't understand why like it seems like the build-up like on the shows we know that they're badass women but then every time we get to the pay-per-view they're left off or nowhere to be found it's like well why don't you guys have your knockout tag team champs here yeah and i I feel like not announcing a match and then kind of using this as a vehicle to bring back to decay and then giving Ah. decay to win i i wasn't really the biggest fan of that but um you know I I am a big I am a fan of those two women. I do think Rosemary and Havoc are great. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish that they hadn't done it this way. Um, but you know, shout out to them. Um, I thought the X Division match was really good. Um, Fire which, with the guys uh, attached to this match, you knew it was going to be good. Chris Saban took on Vikingo and Kushida. This match mm. was fire as we expected. Um, no real surprises there. <laughs> Bakingo was being Bakingo, doing all the wild shit. He did that inside the ring, outside the ramp, four fifty splash, and it's like, why? Are you, what is? Well, how do you? How do you do this? I don't really understand how this happens. But yeah, kind of the result we expected, just along the lines of what Cresta was talking about with Jordan and Moose, Chris Saban. I mean, X Division and Chris Saban are like brother yes. and sister at this point. Like he's so synonymous with that championship. Him going into this new era as the X Division champ makes so much sense. And it was literally the past, present, future collider. Yeah. Chris Saban is, like you said, the X Division. Kashida could technically be the present because he's yep. in and out. And Vikingo is Vikingo. He's clearly a future X Division champion if he chooses mm-hmm. to stay. He's he's so out of this world. I got to shout out that hoverboard lock that um, – Kashida had on saving and then out of nowhere Vikingo just does it like a I don't want to say it was a 450 but he does something he just stomps on but it was a me- not a mess but like it was so good this mm-hmm. match was superb this whole card was good this card was fire so so good uh you had uh you had uh Kushida trying to lock in the hoverboard lock on the top rope um saving getting out of it he was trying to lock it in toward the finish of the match. I thought the finish of this match was also very good. The way that mm-hmm. Saban kind of went for the finisher to avoid the hover lock because you knew once he got that hoverboard lock in, it was over. Um, I thought that was very good. Um, 
which <laughs> they're tied into the, the, the show as well because you had Chris Saban and Kushida coming out for the save to get System out of here. Um, wasn't enough System. to stop Moose from getting that W, though. Such um, a pretentious name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> very, very pretentious. Uh, other really good match. I thought the tag match was good, of course. That was the same as this match. Oh, was, yeah, the four-way. Four-way, very good. Grizzle Young mm-hmm. veterans and uh, the Rascals and the team of ABC. Bailey and and, yeah. and Laredo took on ABC. Mm-hmm. Very good match. Yeah, the, everybody in this. This was like, what's the X Division? Oh, here it is in tag team style. Everybody just go 100 miles per hour. You got the, the speedball has been the – X Division Wrestler of the Year, Match of the Year, two years in a row. You got to have him representing ABC's, one of the best tag teams legit yes. in the whole world, not just Impact. I kind of hate that they're only getting this shine on Impact because yeah. people don't be watching Impact and they don't know how incredible these two guys are. Like them, this, their Man. style, the way that they combine moves together, the way that they work. I love that little moment where – Ace Austin kind of missed the kick, but then he ended up getting it. And then he was like, that was my bad. Like this, just like the way that they mm-hmm. work together. Tremendous, tremendous work. The Rascals are uh, impact legends at this point. TNA. Yeah. The, what they staple. represent, they, they, they needed to be here too. This match was just balls to the wall, spot food, the shit that I love. Honestly, yeah. such a good match. And also too, um, the Rado kid was swapped in for, um, uh, seven. Trent Seven, because I think Trent Seven got yeah. stuck in travel issues. So right. shout mm-hmm. out to Laredo Kid and Speedball making it work, bro. This match was so good. I right. love ABC. I was never really like high on Ace Austin until he got in the ABC. Yeah. There, so, they like Chris Bay gave him. He gave him that. He gave him that strength. He gave him that razzle because they're you. they're so good together. They're such a good tag team together, and I'm really glad that they didn't break them up randomly. Um, right. Like I, I want I want them to be forever champions, but also I I know this is a cliche thing. I think them ping ponging it with the rascals would be cute because I like the rascals yeah. as well. Yeah. The rascals are fire. Def- definitely want to see more of Grizzle Young veterans as well. They're so also, good. If they would have won, I would have been happy about it too. Just I wouldn't have hated that, yeah. They yeah. And they yeah. looked great in this match. They looked big, they looked angry, their strikes were on point. Like they are a contender in any company like this mm-hmm. 2024 is grizzled young vets uh year for sure how do you Absolutely. fumble that bag nxt ww how they uh, turned these guys into some gothic fucking losers or whatever they were at the end that was weird you know what this reminds like, me of every time i hear them talk i'm like they didn't have these guys talking every week what the hell was going on that, i that is the thing that blew my mind about the whole thing if you just tell me that they needed to change character but i'm like bro if you watched NXT UK, why on earth would you not just let Zach Gibson talk? Like, yeah, that doesn't make I sense. don't understand. <laughs> like, let him talk, bro. Like, I I always wonder, like, with them and especially FTR. Yo, what was you doing, baby? What is you doing? What yeah. What was you doing? Right, but hey, man, it feels like we're back. Tyler Bates on the main roster. Pete Dunn is back. Pete, young Peter veterans Dune are back. Is back. Yeah, man, the Brit rest good. guys are back. Man, it, hey. it, it's good. It's good. I mean, boy, Gunther's the best wrestler in the company. Like they are. Yeah, man. Look, we. I want Gunther to go for the world title. I I like that he's into continental championship, but you do not need to have that. And Roman, you gotta come to work at some point. Gunther's <laughs> kind of been lost in the shuffle. Like six months ago, I was saying that Gunther was gonna win the Royal Rumble, and nobody's saying that Gunther's gonna win the Royal Rumble now. 
I I don't even think he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Is he? Yes, he, he declared. He he made a he he did a whole promo this week where he talked about it. He cut. The, come on, man. He he did the whole spot after Survivor Series after like he it. beat the snot out of Miz and said, "I am going to be in the Rumble." Considering what he did last year, I wonder how they play him this year. You know what I mean? Because they had him do the Iron Man role. Yeah. What with with Punk looming, uh, mm. Cody looming. Like those two are the the the, the names that everybody thinks is gonna win, but I, like Gunther has a, fight, a dog in this fight. Punk. I I have to imagine with Gunther the and Punk at WrestleMania might kind of hit too. I I have to imagine with the discourse at one point. Remember when people thought that Punk literally meant he didn't like being chopped hard? I think they're mm-hmm. gonna make a joke out of this in this match. <laughs> Just knowing how Punk I is, forgot I forgot about that. I, I I cannot see him not having an exchange with Gunther and Gunther chopping him really hard. Um, <laughs> I just say get that shit out of here. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, man, really, really glad ABC got that win here. I really want to see them in the, in the New Japan Junior Tag League this year. Yeah, same. Come here. on, man, make that make that jump to Japan. It, it it pains me every time I see Bullet Club stuff and those guys are not there. You guys are mm-hmm. in the Bullet Club. Why? Now are, we're Bullet Club. Like, yeah. I I would love to see them in Japan in the Junior Tag League. And they um, just fit into the new version of the Bullet Club so well. It's like, why aren't you? I know. Y'all would hit really hard in here. If the ass boys are in the Bullet Club and get representation, <laughs> we can bang, get bang, representation. Uh, no, come the on, Bang guys. Bang Gang's seen this bang. this week, though. I, I mean, yes and no, but I got to say Dan Housen really cursed them boys. I'm like, ass, scissor, bang, ass. <laughs> come on, man. Bang Bang Gang. Hey, man. Not for nothing. Bang Bang Gang got heated, bro. That thing is fire, bro. That theme is so good. I hate that it's good. <laughs> Reg almost wrote some bars. I'm like, yo, hold on a minute. Let me put my phone. How down. you how, how you feeling, man? Austin Austin came to the studio and told <laughs> told Mikey we got one. Yeah. Austin came in with the fake primo track. I'm not mad at you. It's kind of hard though. No, I'm like, yo, hey, what's up with this? Where you get these drums from, big dog? Nah, <laughs> who produces? You talking to Timmy? <laughs> I'm saying, uh, who ghost produced this? I don't believe it. I need to see the video of you making this. Nah, we could. He, hey man, gotta give him his credit, man. He can't hey, do it either. Listen, big guns hater over here. That shit bangs. I cannot. <laughs> same, I, same. No, deni- no denying over here. That shit's fire. Listen, I don't know who what went on in the studio, but y'all did it. It's kind of like when y'all came out to Many Men. I was mad. I'm saying, like, I was, I'm still mad about it, Cressa, but like, it's undeniable. It that good. shit was it hard. Was it was good. And then that's the first time y'all did the, that was, that, I hated them. I hated them so bad. Like, don't make me compliment y'all. I hate that theme this week. I'm like, oh, they're going to make me compliment them with that's this fucking fine. theme. I hate that. Don't do that. I want to come on here and bury y'all every time. I got to call you the ass boys, but if you ask me about your feet, like, come on, man. Good. Good. Bro, yeah. debut some new music. Got got some gold, man. Come on, man. Guns up. The getting Guns gold, uh, I'm on the fence on. Spring of Honor. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, man. Mm. Guns up, baby. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. But yeah, good, good, good shit. That theme is fire. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> we got. Um, we got more super chats. Yeah, we do got a bunch. Let's get into them. Uh, Leonard Aaron's the third says, "Children shouldn't be shamed for believing in Santa when there are still adults believing in the Cowboys." Damn. And yes, <laughs> Lakers fans have experienced hard times. Magic's retirement, twenty ten to present. Um, um, yeah, I won a championship in that time. Yeah, twenty ten to present. What do you mean? Right. Come on. 
Damn, not to knock it off. They don't be counting the, the, the bubble championship and shit. That's why. But but let me say that bubble championship don't count. Then I'm a hater, right? <laughs> let, let me be the one to say it. All right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shy Tom's first says, Phil, you know it's crazy when Chicagoans are laughing at the Cowboys being whipped by the Packers. But that was a vibe. Speaking of Chicago, Jack Perry versus Shota Umino is going to be a scene at Wintress. Yeah, uh, will be very interesting to see Jack Perry um, possibly have his New Japan show. Oh, in Chicago. In the city of Chicago. Oh, ooh, uh, Wolfenstein. Oh, right. oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. How y'all feel about that, Chicagoan? I ain't gonna bother me. I don't hate Jack. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, I, conflicted thoughts seeing the Packers in the playoffs and um, beating the Cowboys. I enjoyed it, but. Hey, man, Packers got to get out of here as well, you know, as long as they get out of here next week. (laughs) Uh, Jay Holler says, Kenny Okada wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom style matchup mania would cause an aneurysm in certain corners of wrestling media would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, but see, I don't think if you're Tony Khan, you sign Kenny Omega and you've had him for four years and you make a partnership with New Japan all this time with the hopes that you can be the guy that brings Omega Okada 5 to American soil to let them take that match away from you. I just don't see that happening. I think if we see that match, it's going to happen on AEW television. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it'd be a Uh, cold day in hell if that happens. A really cold day. It'd be freezing there. Cookie Dough 58 says, no matter what was planned, they got to put Hook into the TNT slash international title match at Revolution after Wednesday. He can't fall back down the card. Oh, I agree with that. Listen, man. What? Can, can we just admit that all of this discourse from this time last week aged very, very poorly? Um, if, so you were one of, if you were one of those guys that were like, Hook doesn't matter, and who the fuck is Hook? Or, you know, team gender. Buddy. Team gender. <laughs> buddy. I have to tell you, man, Whew. that 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 aged really poorly for you. And look, I of course am not going to make it seem like gender injured um Rollins, because this just seemed like it was a freak accident. It, it, again, it seemed like the way Rollins landed, it had nothing to do with gender. Um, but uh regardless of that, nobody is talking about the actual match itself because the match was just average. It was nothing great about it. But in contrast, buddy, Joe versus Hook was a banger, man. Come on now. Hook. Hooking. <laughs> yeah. Hooking. Hooking. All, <laughs> the ele- all the elements that you would want of a big main event match, this thing, at the end of it, every Hook was more over than he was coming into the match. Yes. I think fact. the position and role that Samoa Joe, it showed how important Samoa Joe is as the world champion in one match. Like, this right here was like, oh, that's why he's world champion, because he can – illicit emotions and things like that when he tried to kill hook in front of his dad by slamming him onto a table breaking his neck almost i'm like his dad is right there i don't think you could do this i was screaming jump him taz save your son (laughs) yeah no man this was that that uranagi uh, on, it wasn't even through the table on the corner no. of the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked so painful. I'm like, wait like, a second. This is a Darby Allen style bump. I don't think yeah, take yo, yo. This isn't for a hook. I think you got the bumps wrong. This is crazy. Yeah, but the, yeah, right yeah. in front of his daddy, I'm like, yo, Samoa Joe don't care about nothing. Samoa yeah. Joe is a bad man. That's a bad man. 
Listen, man. I I hate to say this as well for people because you guys know that I've been saying this worst time. Boy, watching that match, I was like, man, if you don't have plans to keep this belt on Joe for a little bit longer than we expect, you might have to be making plans because this guy, (laughs) this guy's cooking, man. That's like I said, you can you see how he how he handles a main event match. The point where Hook was on the outside and Samoa Joe gets in the ring and he's just being John like, this is a motherfucking world champ. Ain't nobody gonna be yes. able to beat him. I got hype. I was like, okay, I yeah. see the I mean, I've been seeing the vision, but I saw it Joe even is, more. Joe is Joe, man. It, it, the guy looks another good. one, you got him fucked up. They thought this guy yes. was washed up. No, it's Samoa Joe, bro. That's he's out. Yes. I love Samoa Joe, bro. I think putting the title on him was the right decision. And like you said, if you guys were just like, oh, we're just going to have him for ah, ah, and then I think you need to really reconsider that. Like, this match really put over a hook in defeat, and Hook got his ass beat. He, he tried. Getting, he tried. He, he lifted Joe dragged. off his feet, but Joe beat this man in front of his pappy, in front of in front of Taz. Taz who never been choked out. He choked out Taz and so who never been choked out. I never seen uh, like that. Taz had to take his headphones off and really take in man. this moment of his son getting dragged. Again, listen, man. A lot of narratives going into last week did not age very well. People that were like AEW fans just want the matches. They don't want the story. The storytelling in this That's match true. was tremendous. Come on uh, now. The, come on, man. Mm. Hook going into his first main event carrying his dad's belt, which historically means you are the uncrowned champion when he only has one loss on his record. No, man. The storytelling is there. Taz on commentary. Cat, Taz putting over how great this is. Taz putting over at several points how worried he was when when he put him through the table and he's laying and he's standing over him and Hook flips him off, and Taz is like, no, no, don't do that. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) All very great stuff. All very good storytelling. Um, Taz putting his headphones on, back on when uh, Hook went for the comeback, when he kicks out a muscle buster at one. I know some people were upset about that, but I thought it was tremendous. Him kicking out and then doing the, going on a comeback spot, hitting this man with a T-bone that looked fucking crispy, man. He lifted mm. this man up, house, He lifted up a brick. Yeah, yeah, as someone who has complained on the internet very recently about one-count kickouts, this was the opposite of that. This is why I complain about them, because when they really hit, they really mm-hmm. hit. And this one-count kickout out the muscle buster hit so hard, and it made look... Hook looks so strong and it didn't take away from the fucking muscle buster. Like this is no. all the elements needed for a one count kick out. That's why when you're randomly doing a one count kick out on rampage, don't dude, like save them for the moments Agreed. that are needed moments like this. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I thought everything around us was great. I think hook, uh, taking this beating and coming back. Um, I was sitting there towards the end of the match, even after the match was over and Samoa Joe started beating him down some more. I was like, this is very ECW style booking. I don't know if that was yeah. just me. Um, but it was. Totally. It, uh, it was. It, you, you could see like that kind of storytelling from ECW. Um, I thought this was very, very good. I thought this was a great main event. Um, I thought it made both of those guys look really good. And I agree, man. I think coming out of this, you got to make a plan for what you're doing uh-huh. next with Hook, man, because I think you got something. I mean, you knew that for a while. Um, People had tried to make him out to be a meme wrestler, but 
I think when you see him inside the ropes, this guy is really actually very good. Um, he's mm-hmm. got it. He's got the mystique. He's got the mannerisms. The man comes out there and wrestles in air ones, man. C- come on, man. <laughs> I think this match showed uh, the versatility of Hook because, like you said, people thought he was a mean rep- wrestler. We've only really seen him in sh- in squashes mm-hmm. and on the offensive side of his match. So to see him in peril, selling, having yes. a fight from underneath against Joe, I think is great for his career. And yeah, we need to see more coming off the backs of it. Yeah. I would love that too. I totally agree with you guys. I think Hook in this situation showed much like Daniel Garcia did during the Continental Classic, why he could mm-hmm. be a front runner, why he could be someone that you could trust in this company for better or yeah. for worse. Because like you said, we've only ever seen him on the offensive, seeing him that night, I don't even know how that boy's still alive. Like, literally, <laughs> it, it kind of felt like, what happened to that boy? Straight up. trying to kill him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good match, though. It was a really, really good, good match. match. Yeah. I have a lot more respect for Hook. Like, I knew he was good, but I was like, meh, whatever. But seeing that, I was like, yo, stop the match. Yo, what is happening? And mm-hmm. he went no quitting him. And then post-match, that was adrenaline. In his soul, something, something for him to be like. Wow, I want more. I don't know. I don't know how you knew our next super chat had to do with that, but that's funny. Adrenaline in my soul, (laughs) WrestleMania host Cody Rose. I don't know. Yo, how you connected these? I'm a psychic. psychic. Yeah, you go. But yeah, nah, (laughs) definitely got to do more. And man, look, I think they had the presentation down pat before when he was coming down. And having action Bronson theme music, but adding the the, the hook signal, man, the hook signal, I fucking with that it, hook, man. baby, is it mm-hmm. right itself. It does, it does. All everything was great in this. Samoa Joe looks like a fucking monster. Oh I yeah, think Hangman and and Swerve coming out of this look good too. Just kind of being yes. on the outside, but this was Hook's night. Like Hook became a big star over here, and yeah. I think doing more things like this is only going to make it bigger. We're going to have to stop ignoring the young homie. Yeah, it's gonna you make Taz happy. You got you gotta give him you gotta give him some kind of big rivalry. I know he had the, the rivalry with Jack last year, but I think you gotta give him some more storyline soon, man. You got something special in this guy. Um but yeah, I think uh it was a good dynamite overall. Um man, top flight and and man, listen, man. Can't even get it all the way out because this match was just so fire, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But top flight Too- private party, buddy. Them guys was cooking, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, this was they're, they're, this is going to be a rivalry we see for a long time. Yeah. I think this match right here was great. They're knocking off the dust. Mark Quinn is trying to get back acclimated to being in a high-impact situation. I love the work of top flight, I think, in this, this position. They're getting older. They're getting wiser. They're becoming veterans. They're moving different. Um, yes. Private Party was... They just have this energy that you can't replicate. And I love yeah. them. Them combining these two tag teams together, I thought was really important. This was just an appetizer, I think. This was great. I loved everything that they're doing. But they're really, when they really, really get time in the kickoff, that's when we're going to do it. This is great. These are two of my favorite tag teams in the history of AEW, like coming mm-hmm. up. Private Party initially was like the guys. And then when I saw Top Flight, they just changed my whole perspective. So for these two to face off Dynamite and they all cook, I loved it. Yeah, tag team wrestling is back on dynamite. Mm. The tag division has mm. been a little bit questionable for a while, but boy, this match was fire, man. Um, watching the evolution of Dante, man. Dante, Dante going from a guy that does the big spots, does the big athletic uh, moves, and seeing this guy pull off power moves in this match, I was like, what? 
<laughs> He's a buff. What? He's in the gym. This I guy, will say. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this guy, man, could just continues to impress me, man. And I mean, not for nothing, man. I think people pay a lot of attention to Dante because he's the Jeff of his team. He does all the big flashy stuff, but that guy Darius is also very, very good as well. Darius, he got strikes, man. His chops are his chops are underrated. Like I think the evolution of Private Party and both Top Flight is crazy because like, they even said this on commentary too. How both times when they're both healthy enough, somebody gets injured, and they've both been wrestling <laughs> without each other together so to see all four of these guys and i love them in the same conversation it does remind Mm -hmm. me of like old school jeff hardy like it's the both of them remind me of of the uh the hardy boys why couldn't i think of their names jesus christ (laughs) they remind me of the hardy boys od and it's like it's refreshing because it's not but it is you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. i don't know how to describe it it's so nice and i i want them to never be injured I like action Andretti, but he could be the thirsty light skinned cousin on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> nah, when when whoever that was on Twitter compared them to like modern day um Edge and Christian versus the Hardys, I was like, I can yeah. see it. Like you can see mm-hmm. in like private party, just like the antics they do mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And just like the mm-hmm. comedy and everything. I was like, it's such a good comparison. I'm of course not saying like in terms of like like a one-to-one comparison but you can see yeah, you can no. see like in yeah. terms of their rivalry how similar it is because the top top flight are no nonsense like the hardy boys they don't talk a lot they just fucking go out there that's do right spot round it out and then private parties with the antics they take pictures they're happy they do promos and shit yeah yeah it's it actually a pretty apt comparison i'm excited about the future of this tag team division i think um getting the young bucks back getting these two teams back uh and everything that's kind of presented in AEW, it's going to be really good going into the future of 2024. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get into a few more super chats before we move forward. Uh, Eloquence says, Staten Stoke, my favorite story in AEW. Stokely Hathaway is the best. It, the, this period. He is a menace to society. <laughs> mm-hmm. The homie Not- brought up Soul Plane on, uh, on Rampage, so... Hilarious. Soul plane. Yeah. Hilarious. What a guy. Uh, this is the same guy who brought up a Tupac line and said, I'm not a killer, but don't push me. That's mm-hmm. Tupac. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think I think what makes that funnier every time I see it is the fact that he had to tell you afterwards, that's Tupac. <laughs> that's Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I man, been saying for weeks, I think that is the best thing going on right now with AEW is just the progression of the women's division. Um, yeah, you know, you can complain about the time slot. You can complain there's still one match on the card, but you can see the storylines. Like, there's so many storylines with the women, man. And I That's think true. that that is a step in the right direction. I just hope to see more of that this year. Yeah, I think that they're about to run with how their roster. We talked a lot about Akata and the men's roster, but the women's roster the same way. Like, they're yeah. stacked over here. They just got Deona. Mercedes is somewhere in the world potentially coming over. Um, Thunder Rosa's back. They're already yeah. stacked rosters that they have. Like, yo, it's going to be some. Um, Deeb is back too. Yeah, I think that, like, it's going to be competition in a good way for the women's division moving forward. And they're going to get to that. They're undeniable. You got all these big women stars. You have to put them on TV and you can't just put one or one yeah. story on them. Yeah. Yeah. And Tony Storm being her, this delusional gimmick is top tier. I, I mm-hmm. aspire to be that delusional one day. <laughs> very, very funny stuff. Her 
uh, <laughs> cutting that promo towards the end where she was talking and she cut Mariah off and she was holding her face the whole time she was talking. Really, really <laughs> funny stuff. Um, just naturally funny stuff. It doesn't feel like they're giving her cues. She's just doing this stuff probably and <laughs> probably improvising. Really, really funny. She's tremendous. Uh, Smiley says, hey, y'all, hope y'all having a good day. About to go eat. About to go get these acrylics done and take my ass home. It's cold. Chicago style wrestling and freelance is now having a war, and I'm here for it. Hi, original. Hello, Tracy, my friend. I hope you're having a great day. I hope hey. you're staying warm. Are you snowed in too, Krista? Is there snow over in uh, in New York? There is, but New York City don't play about their snow. They shovel because these kids <laughs> is going to school. These kids is going to school, so it's it's dirty snow at this point, and it's probably all gone. It wasn't it's really dirty sticking. snow. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they New York City do not play. They're like, no, these little kids is going to school. Hey, I should have gone already. <laughs> yeah, of course. I still don't know anything about this. We got some rain, but that's it. That's where it stops. You're yeah. in Cali, right? California, California. Yeah, I don't care about that snow shit. Uh, Delayed Grass says, I love the CM Punk match. Oh wait, he's packed up in bubble wrap in a freezer in the back until Rumble, and they took his phone away. <laughs> no, listen, man. They, they, they want the rumble match to be a moment, but that's even more why I feel like he's winning, man. I feel like they're the fact that they're making that his first match. How many times does a wrestler return in their first match? They lose. You don't really see it that often, man. We've I feel seen like a this, couple of times of people returning specifically to the Royal Rumble and winning too. So, yes, yeah. I, I feel like this is all setting up for him to win, right? Uh, <laughs> Ragav says, happy Grafster Day. Hope Seth can make it to Mania healthy. Man's luck has been so bad. Hope y'all are well. Great to see Cresta on Grap City. Yeah. Yo, Phil was like, what you doing Saturday on Thursday? And I was like, oh, what up? He's like, come to Grap City. I'm like, I'm here, baby. I'm going to be on Collision baby. for night two, baby. <laughs> Big Grap City. Big Graps. Uh, Eloqua says, Jay Cargill going to be in the Rumble, right? Uh, has to be. I think so. I feel like she has to be at this point. I made such a big deal about signing her. Like, I why would you do that just to just? Well, what's up yeah. with that? When she came in, they were talking about her every week, but they haven't talked about her in a bunch of weeks at yeah. this point. Um, Shenanigans. That's what that is. I, hmm. How would you guys feel if uh, this is all setting up for Jade to throw a returning Trinity out of the out of the ring, and that sets up the WrestleMania match? Boo! Tomato, 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 tomato. What? Why tomatoes? I'm just Why? That's a good one. I like that Trinity. Question? I I I don't. Trinity's want not to gonna win the Rumble, Cresta. Get you. She's not gonna win the Rumble. She's not gonna win the Rumble, and I feel like that's a good way to get Jade booed as well. Um, Why would you do because like if you're going to bring somebody new in um that can take a loss to trinity and give trinity a big win at wrestlemania and have like a heel oh. jade we've seen heel jade and she's good at it um okay. i i think this i think the look i think the promos write themselves as well like look you're old i'm in here i'm new <laughs> i am new hotness you had to run away and go to tna and cry because you didn't get your way this is my division now. Like, come on, bro. Write the story, bro. I, I mean, can. yeah, she's like, yeah, how's this your division? You just got here. You wasn't even really doing over. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. see it. I can see it. Believe. Bro, I would be here for it. I think that that is actually a smart way to get them both on a WrestleMania card and to do a one-on-one -on -one match with them. I think it makes sense. 
I'd have yeah. to see it because I'm notorious for being, I don't like it, and then see it and be, I'm a sports entertained. So mm-hmm. I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to see it. I, I, I Krista, admit it. don't not let it play out. You got to let it play out, Krista. I listen, at first it sounds like disgusting. Again, I got to see it. I got to see it. No, 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 Richard. That's not how I really feel. I'm saying Jade in character would say things that way because, of course, you would oh, feel yeah, that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could again. I could see that. I could see everything Phyllis saying is valid. I could see Jade saying something like that because Jade's to me is good on the mic, better than people give her credit for. Yeah, she's real yeah. slick with the mouth, and she's and, I, and she's great at being a heel. And yeah. I could see Trinity say, "Okay, but why you have to go? There's a million other girls you want to go against me. I just got here, you know. I'm. I could see it. I could see yeah. it, but I don't it like could it. Work. But I you don't, don't like, like it. it. I don't like That's it. Fair. I gotta tell you, I don't like it. I, why we gotta put the two equally bad bitches against each other? I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, maybe they're gonna team up and form a tag team. I don't know. What's it? I don't like that either. I don't like that. <laughs> don't like what do you mean? We don't like don't nothing. Anything. <laughs> you don't like nothing. We don't gotta put them to tag. She literally just left because she's in this raggedy tag team, and those belts is cursed. Those belts is cursed. I don't want them. I don't. Like... That's fair. That's a fair point. Them belts is cursed. <laughs> I don't want Trinity to be uh, tag team champions either. She needs yeah, to. Yeah, she she needs better than that. I don't like that either. She's a singles competitor. Put a rocket on her. Charlotte, get out of here now. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think we're going to see Charlotte because Charlotte's injured. Well, you know, you know well, what not what she looking back. like. She's trying to, she's trying to, the one trying to get back before WrestleMania looked like with all of her little posts. I'm like, yeah, I, I have seen her in the down, lab. girl. She is in the lab. Um. <laughs> I respect it though. Uh, Leonard Aaron's the third says TNA did more for Trinity in half a calendar year than WWE did in twice that amount of times. I mean, you know, facts might be, might be facts. facts, you know, you yeah. Know? Might be facts, yeah. uh, you know. Did win at WrestleMania in her hometown, so there's a big WrestleMania win. There's a couple of couple of things there. I'm not mad at it. Uh, Will Chisholm says I think Bailey wins at Rumble. Demic control turns on her. That SmackDown. It feels like EO is the leader and Dakota cuts the promos, like how AJ was Bullet Club leader and Carl Anderson would do the promo. Does sound very similar. I've been saying that. this. I've been saying this for the longest. I see people that are like, Dakota's going to get kicked out. I was like, y'all not paying attention. Dakota is the mastermind of this whole she's thing. She's going to do the kicking out. Yeah, she's not kicking nobody out. She's the middleman for now, but. Yeah. I don't even know. think she's the middleman. I think that she is the mastermind behind this whole thing. No, I'm saying like, it, on the outside, she's the middleman. Because she's like, listen, I'm just trying to be like. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. Not, she's not the middleman. She is the mastermind, but. Yeah. A mastermind, yeah. That, uh, Dakota's the one. When is Dakota ever gonna um, not be injured anymore? I want to see uh, her back. I think she Yikes. gave an update on Twitch where she was saying she's still working to get back. She's not sure yet. Gotcha. So, uh, yes, boy says line of the week last night. Stoke telling Willow maybe she won't be late. She didn't if she didn't fly Soul Plane and flew on a more dedicated airline like United or Delta. <laughs> yeah, very funny stuff. Uh, Stokely, Stokely. is a menace to society. <laughs> I say it every week, man. He, but he should be on TV so much more than he is. He's just oh, a, a permanent fixture on TV. He's such a uh, good talker. Chuck J says, because Cresta melts my heart with the heart. Chuck J said something about that. Cresta. Give us your wallet. I'm kidding. <laughs> Them New York women are so aggressive. You see that? She got a compliment and she said, Give me your wallet. It's like, yo, nah, man. Nah, put the gun that, down. That that meme on the Hey, bang gang. You was I was calling them ass boys. Then y'all got mad and started, I started living the gimmick. Now now it's too much. That's crazy. See? Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, Will Chisholm says, "Are true selling Judgment Day merch outside and giving Damien yeah. a stack? Pop me, that man is a hoot." <laughs> Our truth is one of the funniest people in the world, man. I could not stop thinking about him doing a TNA rap um, last week during Hard to Kill, man. That's all I, every time I hear TNA, that's, I haven't, anytime somebody says TNA, that's the first thing that pops into my head. So I've heard that song in my head at least a hundred times. TNA, it's about to go down. <laughs> Julio, Archie uh, is a gem, and he's one of those. He's the living definition of make it work. I <laughs> he gonna find I'm a way. Sorry. Any like any situation he's put in, he's gonna turn it into a positive. It's crazy. Twenty four seven title. Man, was he like uh, the thirty time champion? He's like thirty seven or forty seven time. Bro, uh, they they just showed that clip recently of him going to Drake Maverick's wedding. And pinning him at his wedding. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This ah! was the only time the twenty four seven title mattered was those two making it matter. Nobody mm-hmm. else that's held that belt mattered. It's just those two. They had the nah, best nah. run of back and forth with that belt. I forgot about that belt. What a time that was. We used to live yeah. in some wild times. We don't, we don't need that belt no more. It's cool. We, we used to live in some wild <laughs> times. Uh, Cookie Dough Fifty Eight says Christian trying to adopt, adopt Hook writes itself. Bro, again. If you're letting me I'm... have this pencil, Hook is the guy that should be Christian, man. Yeah. I don't hate that because if, if Hook gets adopted by Christian, if that don't lead to Taz choking out Christian, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I'm not going to be lying to you. I don't want it. Uh, Corey Davis says, thoughts on Oba Femi progression? Uh, that's a I, man, Maury. That's not no 20-something. Years. That's, a man. Man. <laughs> that's a big man. Uh, hey man, big shout man. out to him. I think that's a big win getting a breakout tournament win, uh, getting a North American championship win. I believe he is the youngest in the history of that belt. Uh, first NIL guy to come over there and win some gold. Um, shout out to him, man. Uh, of course, I can't sit here and talk about his progression because he hasn't been there that long. So yeah, we got to let it play out. Anything. <laughs> but I, I am really happy that he's gotten over with fans and he's gotten such a big win straight away. Yeah, it seems like the big bro is over, so I like that. It seems like people are behind him. He's the yeah. champion already. Like everything seems good, but let the man develop before we yeah. start yeah. counting the world champion and shit. I hate when that happens. Yeah, like, we, oh, this guy's the guy. Have him beat uh, Roman now. It's like, wait, let him. Yeah, he just got there. Well, let's let's see here. what we have in him first, man. I, I what I've seen of him, he looks really good though. But so. yeah, he looks like he's gonna be a big star from them, and and he's a black man, so that's cool. Uh, Leron Ford says Stoke is a menace, especially with those cameos from George Santos and Kurt oh Angle. Getting a cameo from George Santos, I was like, "Yo, was that really George Santos, or was that?" Wh- I know there's a few drag queens that impersonate George Santos. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. Know. So I thought that was a drag queen impersonating George Santos because it's one that looks just like George Santos. I'm like, if you really mm-hmm. got George Santos, Stokely Hathaway. Jail, prison. Jail. Jail. No, take him, take him in, lock him up, and throw Jail. away the key. And then our last super chat is Krista can go for this one. Thoughts on Osprey versus Alexander match part two? How was it? I'm about <laughs> yo, bro. That match at one point because I again I had to take notes. I just stopped writing and started watching that match. It was mm-hmm. so good, and Alexander got his lick back. So. Eh, that's yes. that's gonna be good when there's the third match. That match is so good. Will Ospreay is an amazing wrestler, 
But for a very long time, Josh Alexander was the unsung hero of Impact Wrestling. Yeah. He was the yep. standard bearer. He was the champion. And I think it was either 2022, and that, especially, yeah, it was 2022 because right at the end, he got injured. Nobody wouldn't be able to talk about the greatest world champion. Nobody was including Josh Alexander. And it was kind of annoying because he was tearing it up in impact. He was putting on classic after classic. So him having this match against Will Ospreay, so, so good. And Will Ospreay had to dig deep and then you still lost. <laughs> Come on, Canadian boy. I encourage you to go watch the first one because Will Ospreay beat his ass the first match. I'm not going to lie. But this mm. match, this man hit Will Ospreay is tall, so is Josh Alexander. So why are both of you tall mother lovers doing a Styles Clash? <laughs> it was so good. Please go watch that match. It was so good. It was it was very it was a very TNA impact. It was a great match. It was beyond great. Five stars in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, think I think TNA it, just put it up for free on uh, YouTube too. They sure did. Please go and watch mm -hmm. it. Get you a cup of coffee or whatever you guys mm -hmm. drink. You know. Yeah, I think it's better than that, that first match. Honestly, I think the second match is really, really good. Uh, yeah, man, we didn't. Alexander had a really good match with Hammerstone as well. Um, oh, he did. Shout out to Hammerstone. That's a big man. I Josh Alexander is a big man. Alex Hammerstone is a bigger man, and that's yeah. crazy. And I've never seen. Josh Alexander ragdolled the way Hammerstone ragdolled him. Yeah. Hammerstone's a big boy. Big buff boy. Oh, we got one more from Will Chisholm who says, remember when R-Truth and Pac-Man Jones won the TNA titles? That's so TNA back in the day. Pac-Man Jones was at the show uh, on uh, I wasn't the Hard to Kill show. TNA per during TNA. Then, so I, don't know. <laughs> I have to go see this rap. I have no idea right here in WWE <laughs> and we've been waiting for y'all. You got to go watch it. Right, so and I can't we go you knock your block off. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. I'm only going to watch so the TNA since I started covering it here. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I'm not going to no, be a fraud, bro. Go go I'll go back go and watch see. some things like uh, the Aces and Eights and um, – you know they say all oh, men are created equal. Hey, you look at me as a hey. no, and you can see that statement <laughs> is not true. And my other favorite, I don't know about the four horsemen, but it looks like they took a dump in the ring. <laughs> uh, that Jay Lethal promo, rent free in my mind. That's all of our super chats, you guys. Thank you for your support today. Y'all are cool. Uh, I think we have a few more Hopper chats. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ron Killings is a legend, man. Um, mm -hmm. Just seeing somebody say K Quick forever. Yes. <laughs> Spend your time talking about yeah, Ron man. Killings and not Brian because he was always the better part of, the part of that act. Yeah. Fight me. Um, let's see. Uh, from R, happy Grapser Day. Uh, I'm worried about the J Japan scene because Triple H once, <laughs> once said they were, they had plans uh, for NXT Japan. Uh, that yeah. was before the heart issues, but. Uh, if you if you see what UFC has done with the performance center in China, I could see them revisiting them. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the Japanese market is going to just let Triple H come in and do what he did to Brit Racine. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Can't see it. Yeah, but I it, I I am concerned about the Japanese scene with some of the stuff. They did this from that that union recently too. I think to yeah. counteract that, so it doesn't happen. You know. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You have to pay those boys over there. And if once you start there, that's definitely yeah. different. Yeah, it's way different. And it's going to trickle over there. It's going to trickle over here. And they don't want to do that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see from Joseph Cure, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, got to watch Roxanne versus Mia Friday, um, and met Mason Madden last weekend at R- ROW. Uh, pro wrestling is so much fun. Ready to watch my Texans later today. Uh, he also said, uh, Matty Rinkowski is going to be great for NXT. Pete Dunn is back doing Pete Dunn things. WWE did some good things this week. Um, yeah, I think Matty Rinkowski is a great get for NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for, um, to see how it shapes up in NXT, especially going into, I've been making so many jokes, going into being on CW. I'm so excited <laughs> to see how they transition into that. Yeah, uh, and can't say enough that i'm excited that pete dunn is back um, yes let's never speak of that butch thing again no it's over it yeah butch uh, if you bring Bury it up it. yes <laughs> no more yeah yeah don't need to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um from nelson muncie asked uh i asked this i asked this months ago but how well has wwe triple h um i mean book, booked gargano and candace on the main roster where's candace uh, haven't seen Candice very often. Uh, uh, I At least now that uh, Gargano and Champa are DIY again, it's getting a bit better. You can tell they're priming them for a run as a tag team. Uh, but it was uh, it was real sketchy for a minute there with Johnny, man. It wasn't looking really good, man. Uh, we don't see enough of Candice for me to judge. <clears throat> I mean, I guess that's kind of indicative of how poorly they booked her. Um, but I wish they would do more with it. She's so good that she's got... I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I don't know why they haven't booked her better. I feel like it kind of started with NXT. When they didn't put the title on her, I could feel like maybe they don't see it in her like I think mm-hmm. they do. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think that DIY is going to benefit more when they eventually split these damn tag team belts up. But I don't know. Yeah, just they got to they got to do that. They got to. With, with how many tag teams they're starting to get stacked on both rosters, like they got to do something. Yeah. They, they yeah. got to do something with those belts. Um, hopefully, by Royal Rumble, I hope we're not going into WrestleMania with uh, Judgment Day still holding both those belts. Ah, uh, no, that we can't. Sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I I think it's getting better with DIY, but um, still need to see with Candice. I guess Candice and Indy were on on Monday, but mm. not much to it really judge work. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one more from Tony P. He says, "I feel Seth will main event if it if it isn't too bad. If you can if you can ignore your thirty day rule for champs with Roman and Brock, do it for Seth if he needs to heal. Also, <laughs> uh, the way TNA kicked off the pay per view with Eric and the women was right move and made made me hype. That's right because we did start it with the video package with Eric walking around, looking into the camera down the strip." <laughs> hanging out in the streets of Vegas um, looking ominously into the camera uh, I think that was a good way to start the show um, mm. then we got one last humper chat from Van Twinblade he says uh, next week when Hook has a match uh, Joe comes out right before the bell rings sits right next to you and puts <laughs> puts on headphones says something like that's my, that's my son now he best not lose <laughs> Joe you <laughs> sweep the leg Hook um, <laughs> With Taz sitting right there, that'd be crazy. That'd be absolutely crazy. Taz Listen, might uh, Taz got to choke him out. Taz got to choke him out at that point. That's disrespect. Nah, he might have to put the flops on him, man. You can't, you can't just let him disrespect you like that. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, Thanks for all the all super chats and humper chats today, y'all. Y'all are dope. 
Yeah, appreciate all the support as always. Appreciate Q Cresta for coming through as always. Um, if they do not know where to follow you, tell them where to follow you. Tell them where to find your other podcasting. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you. First of all, Phil and Reg for having me. Um, if you guys are on Fightful tonight, what are you doing around like 10 o'clock? You like Collision? Me and Ridian are going to be on. We're going to be doing the post show. Rick won't be with us. So it'll be a two-woman power trip. And every Thursday, I'm also here on Fightful with Joe Pearl. Um, every Wednesday, only now on Twitch and TikTok at Cresta Star. I stream live and we watch um, AEW Dynamite. But if that was a lot of information... And up right up here, Cresta, Cresta D Star on Twitter, X, whatever the kids are calling it. There's a link tree. You can click all this stuff. Bam. That's it. I don't have an outline. Listen, man. <laughs> I kind of have a bone to pick with y'all as well, man. Because you've been on our Uh-oh. show a few times. And when when I was on here screaming at the top of the mountains, colliders all day, collision is the show to watch. I was never invited to review collision. I was just like, how did this happen? <laughs> this feels wrong. Hey, so as it turns Phil out. Phil is an official collider, for real. Yeah. As it turns out, Rick isn't with us. So what you doing around 10 o'clock, <laughs> Mr. Lindsay? Um, I don't know. Could, could be booked. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> You know, I respect that answer. I respect that answer. Could, that hit me with the baseline. Didn't know me then. Mm-hmm. Bet you wish you knew me now. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. I, I do, I'm do. i glad the collision has gotten better because at one point I was like, man, what's happening to the show, man? I thought it was going to get canceled. I'm not going to hold you in public. I was, I was like. <laughs> uh, it's not looking too good for y'all over here, but uh, they made it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Continental Classic helped out Dynamite and Collision a lot, uh, particularly Collision. I think Collision benefited a lot from the Continental Classic. Uh, but yo, hit my DMs if you if you free later, we can mm-hmm. we can have a third spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we, can, we can make space. <laughs> oh, make appreciate you as always. Uh, always appreciate my co-host. It has been a blast as always. This has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay, Righteous Reg, Crescent Star. We are out. We're ending with 420 people. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.